Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Estella Coughlin, and you are listening to the Nest Podcast. Hello, welcome back to the Nest Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have a very special guest today. We have two. It's a new type of episode. We have two guests at two different times, but it's still in, like, the same episode. So anyway, our first guest is Miss Eleni Martin. She is the Vice President of Membership Recruitment for the AOPI Sorority, a type 1 diabetic. She has juvenile idiopathic polyarticular rheumatoid arthritis, and she is a college student. How are you, Eleni? I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited. Well, I'm very excited to have you. It's been a long time coming. A year in the making. A year in the making. (laughs) Fun fact, we wanted to have our own podcast together called... AO Podcast. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But now we're coming up with new names like Corn on the Cob Mm -hmm. with Estella and Eleni. I know. I I like that. Wait, that's actually kind of good. That can be like a little like smaller signature kind of line. Yes, because the first time... Well, like, did we even meet before we ate corn on the cob? I think maybe I think like we had briefly, maybe briefly, but, but like the corn on the cob was like the first time that we had ever like had like a full conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was so funny. <laughs> yeah, so then we had um, yeah, corn on the cob together with some other people, and I was eating. <laughs> she was the cor- eating weird. I was eating the corn on the cob. How one does. She had like texted in a group chat and was like, Who wants if I make corn, who wants it? And I was like, uh, me. And then you were down there. And you're just sitting there eating it from the top. Yes. Like, circles. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. At first <laughs> I, I like was that. like, wait, what do you mean? What how like <laughs> do I eat it weird? But so I brought some corn today. Yes. As a full circle moment. <laughs> but I did grub on some corn before <laughs> this. And so I was very Cognitive. Is that the word? I don't know. I was very aware yes, of how <laughs> of how I ate the corn and I and I Were did. You, do you this. think of me when you eat corn now? <laughs> no, I was. I was do you remember when you dropped on the floor too? And then you oh, yeah. I was like because I'm like, okay, because okay, I don't know. From that moment, it's like hard to make a good first impression because it's either I think we're out of corn. It's either I'd be like, oh, can I have another piece of corn? Oh no, we don't have any more. <laughs> Or it's you pick it up and you eat, eat it. it. Yep. So both are bad. So <laughs> I'm so I'm just like might as well eat corn. So also, those floors are probably not. not good. It honestly probably, it was. probably was. That's so I was cleaning funny. was not the day before. It was like a few months before. But that still was very good corn. It was. Yeah. Oh, it was, no, it was amazing. I know. <laughs> I know. And then yeah, no, that was great. So yeah, so that's why. I got. I went to the farmers market. Oh, they had corn. corn. Yeah. Well, so yeah, no good sweet corn. But when I cooked it, so honestly, I've never made corn. <laughs> I don't know if like a lot of people do, but I like didn't know. Like I thought I was honestly gonna put in like a frying pan, but like you have to <laughs> boil the corn, and I didn't know that. So well, I looked up how to make corn. So it told me no boil it. And I think it's a little, my, well, I was with some friends when I did this and they said I could have cooked it a little longer, 
Then one said it was mushy. <laughs> but I made um a corner pyramid. So oh, I, I said you must have got the bottom piece of yeah, piece of the corn. Mushy corn. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So either it's it's not perfectly cooked, but what's what's perfect in this world? Nothing. Literally nothing. I'm I'm sure Period. it's gorgeous Thank and you. tastes delicious. Thank you. Excited. And so the episode is coming out. November is when guys all will be listening to this. Um, yes. And November is your birthday My month. Birthday month. <laughs> and so what what year will it be? Um, I'll be twenty one. I'm very excited to be twenty one. My um I don't know, I feel like twenty is like kind of a boring age. You like we're so close, so far at the same time, you know? Yeah, like when I was reading like your notes on it, I honestly didn't even think about like that kind of aspect. Oh yeah, it's so weird. I mean it's just exciting because, like, all of my friends, like, my older friends are all 21. And then, like, my brother's two years older than me, and he's 21. And he works at this bar called Shea Rock down in Cherry Creek in Colorado. And he's always texting me. He's like, I'm just so excited for you to be 21 so you can come to the bar and, like, hang out with me while I'm working. So I'm really excited for that aspect. I'm not, like, a huge partier. I don't love to party that much. Um, but I'm excited to, like, just, like, finally be there, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, you said your siblings are – wait. Okay, how many siblings do you I have? I have two. So my brother, he's older than me. He's okay. 23. And then my sister's turning 18 in, like, a couple weeks. Okay, so I guess you're not, like, the youngest one that still has to turn 21. I'm the middle. But Okay. Yeah, I'm the middle. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> middle kid syndrome. Yeah. But, no, I didn't think about that because it's, like, when you turn 21, yeah, you'll have friends that have already, like, are 21 that mm-hmm. can go and celebrate with you. But what about, like, the friends that aren't? I didn't, like, it's think really about that. Yeah, no, it's weird to think about. I mean, I'm the first of, like, my friends to turn 21. Like, my best friend, she okay. turns 21 in December. And then my boyfriend turns 21 in January. And my other best friend turns 21 in January. And then everyone else is in, like, April and July. So I'm, like, I'm literally the oldest one out of all of us. So it's, it's interesting. It'll be interesting, but I'm really excited. Yeah, I think there's a double-edged sword with that. Because oh, yeah. on one hand, you can look at it as, yes, I'll be, like, the first one so I can attend all their 21st parties. Exactly. Like birthday parties, or you can look at it as, oh, like I can't be with those guys exactly. like at the bar for my twenty first. Yeah. I guess you can either have two parties, yeah, or you can do like where you guys hang out before and then yeah, hit the bars exactly the twenty one and up. Yeah. And I'm excited for my parents too because my parents like to go out and go visit my brother at his job. So I'm like I'm excited to like go be able to like do more fun things with them like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff that we have to do like when i'm home that's like well you have to be 21 to go do that so we can't go yeah she's like you and your sister she's usually the ones that go home my mom dad go out i'm like well this sucks now it'll just be your sister my my poor baby sister all by her lonesome she'll 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 get there eventually one day one day day, and then it'll be even more special exactly when all of us, both of us. <laughs> I know. I'm excited for all my family to be 20. Granted, I'm deaf. I'm not <laughs> I'm, like, thinking about that. I'm like, wait. I still- okay, so give us, like, a little rundown, kind of, about your life, who you are, like, just kind of your upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was born and raised in Littleton, Colorado. By my parents, Jason and Stephanie. Um, I'm the middle child. I have an older brother named Alex. He's 23. My younger sister, Anna, who's 18. Um, my parents are both Colorado natives, so it was pretty hard for me to leave Colorado when mm-hmm. I was coming to school. But 
I knew that like coming to Montana was probably like the best thing that I could do for myself and like my mental health. Um, but it was also, again, super hard because I grew up really close to my siblings and my parents and my brother and my sister are my best friends. So it was like, it was really hard for me to leave. But once I got here, it was the best thing that I could have done for myself. Um, I grew up playing soccer and then I shot or I played tennis in high school and then I shot competitive archery up until I moved to Bozeman, which was pretty fun. Um, and then I broke my elbow, so I can't shoot anymore. But <laughs> I didn't know you like shot competitive I archery. Did, yeah. Like, is that like it's a pretty- team? Yeah. For like through your school, or was it like a club? It was like it wasn't necessarily a club or a school thing. It was like I was on. It was just a team at the local shooting range that we had. Oh, okay. And then like all of the shooting ranges around Colorado, we would kind of compete against each other. So like we would go to different tournaments, like in different areas of Colorado, and then we would all go shoot and first, second, first, or first, second, third. You know. Yeah. Um, so it was just I don't really know how to explain it. It was just like a it was a team sport, but it was also a solo sport. Like you were on a team, but yeah. you only shot for yourself. You know. Yeah. yeah. But that's super cool. Yeah, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Like. That's cool though. And then you broke your elbow. And then I broke my elbow. (laughs) I feel like you always have some sort of injury. Because I remember when we like first met, you it was like the leg. Foot was (laughs) it the foot? My ankle. Foot ankle. And then just like over the summer, like end of last year, it was my elbow. I broke um two days before Thanksgiving last year. Oh wait, that (laughs) (laughs) so that's time. Oh my god! It's still like I had surgery in December, and I'm still it's still broken. It's wild. Yeah, I had. It's like still broken right now. Yeah, but I don't like. I have like a plate and a metal. Like I have eight. I have a plate and eight metal screws, and so it's like it's like held together by that. Oh my god! It's not healing correct. (laughs) So it's been almost a year in recovery process for that, which is really crazy. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. This might be like. A dumb question, but can you like feel? Yeah. Okay, you can. Oh, you can totally feel it. You want to touch it? Wait, can I? Yes, I can what? It. Okay. I feel like right here. That's the metal plate. Oh my gosh! What the? Wait, so that's like. And then it goes like all the way. Wait, so it, it like curves? Yeah. It's a curved plate, so it's like the shape of my elbow, and then there's screws that are like. In eight different directions facing it. Here, I'll show you a picture. Oh my. Do you want to see a picture? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's pretty crazy, yeah. And so it can, like, it's just like an elbow, though. Like, it can, like, I go can't straight. It, oh, you can't? So I can't okay. It past. This is what it looks like. Oh my. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so those are, are those the screws? Yeah. The big, like, long. They're huge. They're enormous. It's huge. How was the recovery? It was rough. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. I work until the summer, basically. Like, I didn't work oh from Thanksgiving gosh. until like May. So I've just started working it because I wasn't allowed to like lift or move or do anything like yeah. strenuous. Yeah. And then I realized it wasn't healing. They're like, well, you're not supposed to be working, but I need to make money. So I was like, well, yeah, it's like if. If something like that happens, it's like yeah. it's not your fault that exactly. it's not healing properly. Yeah, you like. You gotta make money to <laughs> exactly. live. Like, exactly. Oh yeah, it's been a crazy recovery, but we'll see how much longer. I mean, they they like to blame the slow healing on the fact that I have bad circulation because of my diabetes. So oh. like, oh, you know, it's just because you know you have bad circulation. I'm like, or you did something wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's yeah. 
And so do you have to get those removed or do those? Okay. Eventually. So- I am supposed, well, I was supposed to get everything removed in June. And then they did x-rays and they're like, yeah, it's still broken. So you're not going to get it out. And I was like, cool. And oh then God. last time I saw my doctor, they were like, okay, maybe Thanksgiving. And I was like, okay. And so then they said, if not Thanksgiving, then for sure Christmas. For sure? For Christmas. sure Christmas. Okay. But I'm also not going to trust that because they said for sure June. And it oh my happens. God. We'll see. Oh, my gosh. So then will that be even more recovery time? It'll be like over a year and a half of like recovery and since I broke it, basically. Because it'll be one year the week of Thanksgiving. And then oh my. if I don't get surgery again until December, then I have a six-month recovery after that. So it'll be like a year and a half of since I broke it until I'm like fully healed. And even then I still like might not get mobility back. So yeah. Don't break your elbow. (laughs) Gosh. Yeah. And so, and also kudos to you. You did with that, the whole recruitment. Oh yeah. Like what the heck? No. Oh my. It's kind of rough. I was like, I get sore too. Like just like moving around a lot. Yeah. And you know, you don't really use your arms a lot like a whole lot when you're like talking and standing but like just like being active and being on my feet all day yeah. my whole body sore so my elbow was like oh yeah. no and it's still like a lot of like pressure and stress mm-hmm. to, like the job you were in and the position absolutely it's like even if you're not doing like physical activity stuff yeah. you still got to be like moving on the ball like be at demand of mm-hmm. the role exactly oh my gosh yeah and so you got the position before you broke your elbow, right? Yes, like okay, um, two or three weeks before. And so, could you have back down? I don't know if I okay. wanted to because it was just like a lot of like, like when I first had surgery, like I was down for the count for like three weeks. Like I did not get out of my bed for a good three weeks. But the nice thing is, is I had surgery over Christmas break last year. No, it didn't affect me too much. Like when it came to school and the sorority stuff, just because it did happen over Christmas. Um, I mean, it affected me a little bit when I came back to school because I had like this huge fear of falling on the ice because that's how I broke it was I slipped and I fell. So I was terrified to come back here and be like, oh crap, I'm going to fall and re-break it. And then my doctor kind of reassured me. He was like, dude, you've got titanium in your elbow. If you fall, it's not going to break. But I'm like, well, you know, it's going to (laughs) hurt. Yeah. It's like, it's still like broken. Like even Mm -hmm. though I have titanium, it might not break. Sorry, broke it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it was yeah, it didn't that's... affect me. I yeah. And I mean, I kind of thought about it for a minute and being like, well, can I handle, you know, school, my elbow, and sorority life at the same time? And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know why I wouldn't be able to. Like, I'm not working. So it was like AOPI became my job at that point, just because I wanted to make everything go as smoothly as possible. And like when recruitment came around. And so it kind of worked out, honestly, because I had more time to focus on that aspect rather mm-hmm. than having to be at work, which was kind of nice. Yeah. So you sub like your working time for like AOPI yeah, working? Basically. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So I guess it like worked out. But yeah. Still, that's a huge job though for anybody. It was. It's pretty oh my crazy. gosh. So what made you want to like go up for that role? Um, I don't know. I think so. My first year going through like work weekend stuff was two years ago. So not this past year, obviously. No, last year. Last year was my first okay, year. Okay, because you're a, I'm a going junior. into my junior year. Okay, yep. yes. Okay. So my first like time going through recruitment on our side of it, I just thought it was so fun. Like work week was like really cool. And I love the environment and all the girls. And, you know, at the beginning of the week, everyone's like super happy and having so much fun. And obviously, you know, if you're going to be working nine to five, doing all the sorority things you're going to be tired by the end of the week but still mm-hmm. like 
it was just like a really cool experience to be a part of. And I loved like how close, like basically my, all of my friends that I have made in AOPI, I made during work week last year because I was like not super involved as a freshman, which I, you know, have come to regret, but not anymore because I have my people now. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was like super nervous to move into the house because I didn't have a whole lot of friends. I just had my big and then like I had friends, but they weren't like my besties, you know? Yeah. So I had like a really hard time with it. And then work week happened and I was like, I made all these friends. I made all these new relationships. And I was like, holy cow, like this is awesome. And then she was the VPMR last year. She did such an amazing job with it. And I was just like, you know what? I want to do that. I want to be, I want to be like her. It's like, I want to do exactly what she did. And I also like love to plan things. I love it. And I wanted, I was really like mostly excited about planning work week and like all the different themes and stuff. And I had so many different ideas from like, just like my brain, like making ideas during work week. I'm like, oh, this would be such a cute idea for next year. And like, I just remember after our work week or my, the the work week when you were going through. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, I started like writing ideas down because I was like, you know what, this would be cool. And I should like write this down before I forget about it. And then, like, elections came around, and I totally – I was like, there's, like, no way. I have no chance. You know, I was running around against four other, like, really amazing girls. Three. Whoa. Three others. Three or four. I can't remember. Um, and I was like, these girls are, like, amazing. You know, mm-hmm. I would be happy for any of them if they got it. And then when I got it, I was shocked. I was like, what? Me? Yeah. What? <laughs> I was like – I just remember looking up at – she said my name, and I was like, wait, are you sure? Did you write that right? <laughs> I was like, Eleni? Are you sure? Um, read it again. I was like, read it again. Tell me again. Um, I was shocked, but I was really excited to get like the opportunity to do it. And I mean, as hard as our work week was just because of all of the stuff that we had going on at the house. Um, I think that it went as smoothly as it could have gone. And I mean, we had a really extremely successful recruitment, which was like all that I really wanted in the end. Yeah. So it was great. No, yeah. I thought like I, cause this was my first work week. So yeah. I didn't really know what to expect but i knew but i knew like and have heard like you do get closer with people mm-hmm. also maybe it's like trauma bonding it somebody kind of said is. because it's like you're you're going through it together yeah. like learning all the stuff and it's like it's not the easiest it's really it's not complex so it's like yeah you're bonding over that exactly. and so yeah no i would say i made like strengthen like a lot more connections oh, with sure. the girls in the house yeah and because you're you know they're like nine to five, yeah. five days a week, exactly. you know, and I didn't even live in. So I, you know, so yeah. it's harder for me to like keep growing those connections. Exactly. So I really did like it, but I thought like as my first like work week, I thought it was great. I Thank thought you me. did a good job. <laughs> no, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And the themes were super fun. I'm so glad. <laughs> and yeah, no. And I think we all were as prepared as like we could be. It's exactly. Like, you know, we did have like stuff come up ups and downs. that's just like where you have to exactly. adapt to it oh, and i'm sure. pretty sure literally every and, other yeah. house and like sort of all across like great life in the world mm-hmm. as that oh, so sure. i thought I we mean, did we just good, had yeah. like really unfortunate circumstances like come up like yes. during days you know like mm-hmm. there's just like a lot of things that we could have never prevented happening mm-hmm. like there was just a lot and so it was like pretty stressful but then i was like okay you know what like you're so right when you say the trauma bonding thing. It's like such a week and it's so exhausting. And by day five, you're like, oh my God, I don't want to get up. Like, you don't want to dress up. You don't want to do it. Yeah. But by the end of it, it's just like, I just remember on the last day of recruitment after preference, we closed the door after the girls left. And I just like, I hit my hand on the door and I just started crying. I was like, 
oh my god we're done thank god i was so happy and it just like i felt really good about it and all the girls in the house did such a great job and like i want to praise everybody forever because like i was just really proud of everybody for doing so well and like us doing well but i was in tears because i was like we're finally done and i'm so proud of everybody i, was, I just didn't even know how to like handle my emotions at that point so i'm like on, i'm like kneeling by the front door and i'm like crying and everyone's like are you okay and i'm like yes i'm just happy and they're like why and i'm like because it was amazing we did such a good job you know? so i remember because i was like in the back by you and ricky yeah and you guys were just like we did it oh and God, i was yeah. like you guys did it. And I really like, could not yeah. have done any of it without Ricky. Ricky was like by my side through it all. And I just remember like I, I, you know, I hit my hand on the door and I just start sliding down to like on my knees in tears. And I turn around and I look at Ricky and she's crying and I just go big, give her like the biggest hug. And I was like, dude, I love you so much. I was like, thank you for helping me get through this. Cause it's also really mentally draining, like having to for like, sure. and it's so hard because also like a lot of our girls were new and have never seen recruitment before like you know 50 mm-hmm. percent of our girls were cobs and so they have never even seen a real recruitment before so it's really like mentally exhausting to like have to like get people to like listen and you know do and practice without being tired because you know by again by day five everyone is so tired and i'm tired and we're all tired um and i literally like there's no way i could have gotten through week and recruitment without ricky she was like my my person that week i was like you got like you know we we would go sit in the office when we would need a break you know i'd send you guys out on like a 10 minute break i'm like okay back here in 10 minutes and ricky and i would just go take deep breaths we'd be like okay we're gonna breathe yeah you You guys were the team the dream yes the dream team (laughs) but yeah no your guys's job not only like planning all that but also like directing yeah. however many girls to listen <laughs> to like get this yeah. in memory to I explain mean, everything yeah. my heart goes out to whoever the next vpmr is because we've got 122 now i mean i thought it was hard corralling 70 girls around but our girl next well, year we she's have gonna, 122 we well by, at the end of cob we should have 122 wow um, oh my god right now we're at 115 but either way like we have COB the rest of the semester, COB next semester. So it's like, it's, it's going to be a lot. I'm, I'm, my heart goes out to whoever it is because I'm going to pray for that girl because corralling 120 girls around is going to be insane. Oh my I gosh, mean, I was praying for you. The <laughs> biggest our chapter has been in a really long time. So it's like. Yeah, we just keep growing, which is great. But yeah, like, like get in everybody. Like, come on, we're going to learn all this. Up, Let's yep. get the singing done. Yeah, exactly. You know, show some enthusiasm. It's, yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah. But I mean, everyone did their, like, tried their hardest, did their best in the best way. Like, I was, when I was done, I, w- I was just proud. Like, I didn't even, I didn't have words to explain how I was feeling because I was so, I was happy that it was over. I was proud of everyone for their hard work. And I was like, I was just have, I had so many emotions. And I still, like, can't even, like, explain to you how I felt after we were done. And on bid day, I was on bid day. I lost my voice from screaming so loud because of how yes. happy I was. No, I do remember. <laughs> like we're on the field, like jumping around, singing our songs. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then we leave and I was like, oh crap, my voice is gone. But I was so happy. And again, like, I mean, there's like so many different wonderful people in our chapter that it's just mm-hmm. like, none of it would have been possible without any of them. Yeah. And like now people we- are like, Eleni, you take the credit. Like you did all the work. And I'm like, no, like, I, I just taught everyone what they needed to do. It wasn't me. It was everybody else. They did way better than, like, I could have done. But still, like, the teaching, that's still very impressive. Like, that's hard to <laughs> yeah. teach, you know, all, like, adults, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because it's, it's like, we're all adults. <laughs> we're all in college. So it's like, we 
we're our own person yeah. and it's still hard exactly. to be like we're still a community here yeah. you also, know like, sometimes hard like in my opinion i feel like it would be really hard to have someone that's either younger than you or older than you like telling you what to do <laughs> you know like having someone that's like like younger or older like just like by like a year you yeah. know like the year difference like having someone boss you around can be probably like, would you know i could see it on people's yeah. face like it's like hard to get bossed around by one of your friends you know yeah that is actually a like a really good point like mm-hmm. i didn't really think about that because since i was yeah. like the younger one so like i mean they're only like a year older than if me. that like it yeah. only even a couple months yeah but and i guess for like the scene not seniors or like jun- like people that were older than you yeah. already that you know because you were the top dog during recruitment and they're being like you kind of have to like humble yourself too. oh for sure well yeah. i just felt bad too because like in my opinion like i don't know this is just like a me thing but if you're older than me like you automatically already have more authority than i do yeah like and that's so i like all throughout work week i'm like going up to the seniors i was like like, I just thank you guys for being here. Thank you for helping me. Like, I know it's hard, but thank you. Like, I just, the seniors were really great throughout the whole recruitment process because there was a lot of stuff that, again, there was a lot of stuff that went wrong and that didn't go as best as it could have. And the seniors were always there, like, like right behind me being like, no, you're doing an amazing job. Like, you are great. You're don't, you know, don't worry about what they're saying. Like, it's going to be okay. You're fine. And they, they, I mean, I couldn't have done it without the seniors either. Like, they had my back the whole time because, you know, it's their class of like what, maybe five or ten of them yeah and then there's my class which yeah. there's only like 15 of us left and then there's like 60 or 70 yeah. of you guys and i was like holy cow mm-hmm. so there's only like a solid 30 of us who actually had been through recruitment before so it was a really interesting yeah. process to like see how it was all gonna work so yeah the seniors were right you know they did amazing they helped me out just as much as i you know they were great i loved it i loved everything about it they were there for like to support you which mm-hmm. is great yeah, yeah. But have you considered going into teaching? Or what's your major? Are you business? Yeah, I'm doing business marketing with a focus in social media marketing. Okay. And then my, well, so I'm a double major. And then my other major is um, sports photography and film. Yes. Okay. That's super cool. That's cool. Yeah. (laughs) That's sick. So then will it take you longer than four years? Yeah, but that's because I kind of changed my major like five times because. Hey, we've all been there. Um, I came to school at, um, like to MSU as a nursing major. Okay. And then I took organic chemistry and I realized that I never wanted to take chemistry ever again. And I was done. Um, so then I went into education, but I never ended up actually taking education classes. Okay. Cause it's like, I don't know, like, do I really want to be a teacher? Like, do I want to be poor? <laughs> Respectfully, I don't think that I would, I have a spending problem, so I couldn't be a teacher. No, I love to spend money. The, the, the teacher, but like the teacher salary, would not pay for the life that I want. <laughs> um, so then I was like thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? I want to go into like social media, but with sports. I love sports, specifically hockey. I'm the biggest Colorado Avalanche fan you'll ever meet, and I can blame that on my brother. My brother, you know, was one of my biggest role models growing up, and he played hockey, and I just loved watching him and growing up in the ice rink and stuff. And so I knew that I wanted to do something in sports. Um, and my boyfriend is a really big sports fan, like, you know, all sports. He, like, watches football, basketball, you know, hockey, all of it. And so, you know, as we've been together, I've gotten more into the other kinds of, like, other sports, you know. 
And now that I know, like, I, I feel like I'm, like, very rich in knowledge of sports more than, like, a lot of people are just because I watch so much sports yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. Um, And so I knew I wanted to do something in that field. And I didn't, like, I just didn't know what it was that I could do. But I've always had, like, a really strong passion for photography. And I was like, you know what, this would be really cool. Like, photography and film. So in high school, I took a broadcasting class. And my teacher was like, you're really good at this. Like, you could totally make make something out of this in the future and I was like no I'm going to nursing school like don't tell me that yeah like I'm gonna go (laughs) get my nursing license he was like no no like you would be really good at this like you should totally like think about it and then when I was like thinking about changing my major I reached out to a couple of my friends who I had that class with Mm -hmm. and I was like are you doing this like is this what your major is and they were like yeah and I'm like okay crap I guess I'm doing it too um, so I'm really excited. Um, I want to, like, my dream job is to work for the Colorado Avalanche. I want to do anything working with them. That's Another why, full like, circle yeah, moment. Right? That <laughs> exactly. So oh, we'll see. Yeah. That's my goal. Um, I mean, I grew up watching the Avs. I, you know, when they won the Stanley Cup last year or two years ago, I guess now, I was in tears. Like, me and my friends and my boyfriend were at this stadium, and I was just like, the buzzer beats, and I just started bawling. I was like, this is the coolest <laughs> I've ever seen my life. <laughs> what so, a top-tier memory. It memory for sure. Honestly. Um, so, yeah, that's why that's my major now because I'm like, I want to do sports. I want to be in sports. That's <laughs> super cool, though. Yeah. It's awesome. And, yeah, no, I hope I better be seeing you, photographer for the Avalanche. Right? One day. Yeah. One day. One that's day. The dream. We're going to. You heard it here. <laughs> When I'm famous. You heard it here. <laughs> she will be the photographer. No, that's awesome, though. Yeah, that's super cool. Super exciting, yeah. Yeah, because I was going to say business because I always see I see you in jabs. Yes. I think I yeah. only saw you in jabs once. But yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, wait, I only saw you once. So that's why I was like, business major. Like two days ago. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. I only saw you once, but I was being my best educator. <laughs> yes. Okay, so, okay. Let's go back to Aopi now. Why? Okay, first off, backtracking from that backtrack, <laughs> did you do formal or COB? Formal. Okay. Yeah. And was that, r- like, right away? Yeah. Like, and, okay, like, fall. Yeah. Okay, fall. right when, yeah. okay, gotcha. And did you know, like, you wanted to be no. in a sorority? I didn't think I wanted to. I, I knew I wanted to, but I also didn't at the same time. I didn't actually know that there was, you know frat and sorority life at msu just because it's such a small agricultural town i was like there's yeah. really no way and then my mom one of her best friends and one of my close family friends um her mom went to msu here well obviously her mom went to msu and she was an ao pie here and then her husband her now husband was a pike and they actually met at testy fest in the 90s Crazy, right? Um, So she had like when she found out that I was going to MSU, she's like, "Oh my god, Alana, you have to go through sorority recruitment." And I was like, "Well, I I don't know, you know, we'll see." And she's like, "You have to." And I was like, "Okay, you know, I'll sign up. I'll try it. You know, Mm -hmm. if I hate it, it's fine." Um, obviously that wasn't the case because here I am three years later. (laughs) Um, we are running the whole recruitment show. Literally, I but I just knew like right away that AOPI was like the house that I wanted to join. Um. Because like like I went like right when I walked in the doors, I was like, "Ooh, I got chills!" Like, "Ooh, this is crazy," and I knew I wanted to. Like, I also didn't know a lot about the other sororities just because I I 
barely knew that there was FSL here. Yeah. And then I talked to my mom's friend for the one that was an AOPI here. And she was like, I was an AOPI. She was like, I could see you being an AOPI there. And so I kind of already, like, I went in thinking like, okay, like if I don't get AOPI, then I'm not going to join a sorority. Mm -hmm. Basically, I went in with that mindset. And honestly, it was the best mindset I could have had because I like fell in love with AOPI the second I walked in the door. I was like, oh my God, everyone's here. So nice. I talked to Oh, and yes. She was just so cute. She like comes walking up to me and she's like, hey, baby. Like how she does. You know how she yes. Does? Yes. Oh my gosh. And From like, that um, moment. Yeah. She's like, hey, girl. And I was like, hey. And I'm like, you know, freaking out. Like, yeah. So you're nervous. like, oh, don't even like, know what to say. And she was like, so calming, like a calming person to talk to. And then I talked to her. And I'm, if you ever met her, she graduated a couple years ago. Okay. Maybe a year ago. I don't know. But she was also like so calming. And the way she spelled her name is the same way that one of my best friends back home spells her name. And I was like, she just reminded me of her. And I was like, oh, I really like this girl. Mm-hmm. And then I talked to, she prepped me and she was diabetic too. And I was like, holy crap, this is where I'm supposed to be right yeah, now. I'm like, like, there are arthritis. I've met two diabetics. This is insane. And so, you know, then I got my bit and I like cried about it. I was like, oh my God, this is so exciting. Um. And I immediately, like, called my mom and her friend. Guess what? I'm an AOPI. Yeah. <laughs> and then on bid day, I, like, I met who's now my big. And she's diabetic as well. And she's gotten me through a lot diabetes-related. Like, if I'm having a bad day, I'm always like, dude, I'm having an I hate diabetes day. She's like, how can I help? What's going on? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, pulled my side out today and it's bleeding. And she's like, ugh. I hate those days. And I'm like, I know. So, you know, it was like, I just knew that being an AOPI was like where I needed to be. And me here three years later, I'm like still feeling the same way. Like, I don't know what I would have done it with my college life, like friendship wise, if I didn't join AOPI. Yeah. Like, I think totally for sure, because it's, I think this is so true. Going through college in a sorority versus not in a sorority versus like being on a sports team. Each one of those, you're going to have drastically different college experiences. Yes. And, like, even just talking to, like, my friends that aren't in a sorority. Yeah. Like, we have not different lifestyles, but just our experiences and how we view college are so, like, similar, but also so different at the Mm -hmm. same time. Which, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Seriously. Yeah, because I went into recruitment and I was like, because I know, yeah, like, my Mom was in um, Greek life, yeah. and so she loved it, still talks about it to this day. So I was like, I don't know if she if she can, like, still loves us after five kids. Like, <laughs> you know, like, what do I got to lose? Seriously. And no, I, AOPI for life. <laughs> like, <Not> honestly, <laughs> honestly, it's so great. But, it yeah, no, I, I like that how... I didn't even know, like, your whole, like, AOPI yeah. story. I know everyone has, like, their AOPI story. See, I've got so many more, too, like, recently, like, why I've stayed, you know? And it's really crazy. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like people ask at, like, recruitment. Yeah. Like, oh, why did you join AOPI? Or, like, why are you still here yeah. to, like, continue to, like, still, you know, put time yeah. and energy into AOPI? Exactly. It's crazy. I mean, there's a lot of reasons that I stay. I mean... Just the community in general is just really great. I love everybody there. It's amazing. I mean, my most recent YAOPI is during work week. Obviously, I had a really hard, long, exhausting week. And I was sitting in my room. I think it was the Friday, that Friday. 
Yeah, it was that Friday, like the very end of work week. I'm sitting in my room and I hear a knock on my door and walk into my room. They're like, we have something for you. And they got me like this cute cup and they wrote me a really sweet note and got me snacks. And I was like, you guys, come on. This is so sweet. I was like in tears. I was like, this is so nice. Like, there's no reason. Like, I'm like, I've been screaming at you all week. Why are you giving me <laughs> gifts? <laughs> like, You're so sweet. So yeah. there's like so many reasons why I stay. <laughs> yeah. No, you deserve all that honestly thank you truly like yeah it's not for the week <laughs> bro yeah but we know you're tough with the yeah, screws the, the metal rod like arthritis everything but, like honestly you're a tough one thank you yeah no you you deserve all the credit no but for real okay so now let's oh wait before we move on, do you like living in the house? Tell us about yeah. like that, like sorority living in the mm-hmm. house, like because wait, you lived in you lived in last yeah. year, yeah. Okay, so this is your second. This is my year. second. Year. Okay, um, yeah, no, I love it. I think that I wouldn't really have the friends that I have now if I didn't live in last year. Like I said, I wasn't super involved as a freshman, and so um, when I moved in the house, I was like, okay, well, I have my bag, and that's my only friend. And then I moved in and I met and, um, and they were like diagonal in the room because we were on the third new, third old where the green, I was in the green room with I do remember. Yeah. Yes. And then, and then it's right over there. So it was like the six of us on that floor. Mm-hmm. And I just got really, really close with And then like, same with, you know, we're all good friends, but, um, I ended up getting into the romper second semester. Ooh. So it was the three of us. And then I met the six of us in that room and it was just so fun like they're just like it's really interesting to see like the way that people interact with each other in the house because Mm -hmm. you know there are like groups of people where you know you probably wouldn't be friends with them outside of the sorority which like not in a bad way but it's like no you might not be friends with them because you aren't too shy to like go talk to them or something thrown in this romper with six girls and then i made these connections with like and i mean i love those little babies they're my children they're so so, I mean, like, it's just, I love living the house. It's, it's great. Yeah, like, I didn't even know you were in the romper. Because I, yeah. like, forgot, like, <laughs> you guys switch rooms at, at semester. semester yeah. Even though my big literally lived in the green room after yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, But I, like, didn't really, I don't know it's why, so like, weird, it yeah. didn't register. But, yeah, so the romper is, for people that don't know, is, like, a room with six girls yeah. that share, like, this space. This space. It's a yeah. really, it's the biggest room in the sorority, I think. Well, other than the porches, but well, yeah, um, it's the biggest room. So there's six of us in there, and it was just fun. It was like a bonding experience, a little bit of a trauma bond too, because we all low key hated living in that room just because like it's really exhausting having six roommates and no privacy. Yeah. Oh but yeah, we actually like. I mean, I love those girls, all of them, all five of them. Wait, was there five of them? Yeah, five. Okay, of them. I was gonna be my girls. Girl. They were the rompers. <laughs> yep. But the, my favorite part of living in that room was at the end, you know, if you go up in there and you look mm-hmm. at the door, like the closet doors, it has like everyone who's ever lived in that room. I think I saw that. Yes. Yeah. Because it, it, when you open it or is it on the outside? It's on the inside. It's on the inside of the door. So or, you yes, open okay, the door. So you got to open yeah. to like see it. Yeah. I think I so did cute. see that. And I can't remember like every group that's lived in there like has like written something along with their names. And I'm pretty sure we wrote <laughs> like what frat we were into at that point so it was like me and 
both have long-term boyfriends and so we just wrote boyfriend and then like <laughs> i'm pretty sure she wrote pike <laughs> pretty sure wrote pike i don't know it was so funny but we like wrote what's what frat we were like into at that time that's so cool funny. yeah like speaking of like the romper we did get a question oh yeah from about like the favorite memory i think i'll just ask it like right now yeah, since we're so in good. on like the subject <laughs> so yes i think it let me like pull it up just to make sure but i want to say it was just about like your favorite memory yeah oh yes favorite memory of living in the rock there was so many i loved it i there was a lot of like different ones there was ones when like a and come in like really late at night and you know me and they would come upstairs eating cheetos with cream cheese all the time and it was really weird but it was so mm. funny i mean there's so many things that we did in that room that was just like so funny like of i can't remember who saw it but it was a giant bug in the corner of the room Ooh. and someone i can't remember who was yelling about it but i start running towards this bug and i start smacking it <laughs> and i'm like die 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 videoing and she's like giggling she's like <laughs> and it was so funny it was literally just a bug but like there are so many things there's this one put on her um her ski racing suit and oh, she yeah, looks she's like a ski racer. that's so yeah, cool it's so cool she like it's like a it looks like a spider-man costume because it's yes, like skin i think tight, i've seen that also the pattern on it is kind of spider-man-y and so she's like putting it on and all of a sudden i look out the door of the romper and she's like holding the wall but also like she's like hum- like hanging on the wall so like her hands are on one side of the wall and her feet are on the other wall because she it was like a hallway so yeah. she's like hanging like this in the hallway she's like, like horizontal yeah she was like climbing the wall i was like what are you doing she's embodying oh, 100%. and then there were just other like just like small things like lizzie and i would always like cuddle in the big bed together we just lay there and just hang out i don't know there's so many i just love all of those girls so much and like i wouldn't have I feel like I would, you know, I would be friends with them for sure, but I feel like I wouldn't have been, like, the relationship I have with them now probably wouldn't have happened if we didn't live together. And I would go to Jumpstart, like, once a week, go get our nails done together. Like, I did a lot of stuff with each person in that room that is just, like, a lifelong memory. For sure, yeah. No, you hear about, like, those great memories of, like, living in the romper. Yeah. I think when I get into the house, I do want to... Do it once, like, at least once. Room. It was kind of like a lot, just again because like the whole privacy thing. It's really yeah. hard. Like and with six people, and it's like yeah, yeah, it's a big room, but like for six people, it's yeah, not it's not, not bad. Yeah, I mean, there are so many things, but like it's like it's such a great experience, like to have in that house mm-hmm. because you know, like as a freshman, you live in the dorm with one roommate, and then you move into the house, and you probably only have one roommate. There's literally never going to be another chance in your life where you live with six girls in one room. That's so And true. it's so funny. Like, there's this one time when it, we were making a TikTok. And it, you know that scene in um, Step Brothers? And he's like, they're like trying to build a bunk bed. Have you ever seen that movie? Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Right. Yeah. They're like, yeah. can we build a bunk bed? They're like, you're adults. You don't need to ask us for permission, whatever. And so we were making that TikTok. And I'm like filming them in the sleeping porches, like climbing on the bunk bed. It was just so funny. It's just that room just brings people together in the best ways. Mm-hmm. And. If you're going to move into the house, you should definitely live in there because it's so fun. It's so much fun. Brings you together, like, physically <laughs> in the same place, <laughs> yeah. but also, like, closeness-wise. Exactly. Yeah, no, it was super fun, though. I mean, 
I wouldn't, I mean, I like to say that I hated living in that room, but I actually didn't. Like, the I just, hate love. It was a love hate for sure. I mean, again, it's just hard to live that close to somebody. Yeah. You know, because house, the house is big, but like the rooms are small. Mm-hmm. And so it's really hard to like literally be in each other's space all the time. Yeah. But it's also, it's a learning curve for sure. You have to like learn to like be okay with your roommates not being, you know, as clean as you were, you, you know, you not being as clean as that or stuff like that. But it was like, yeah. I seriously wouldn't have traded that experience. For, like, when am I ever going to live in the same room as six other women? Never. I will never do it again. <laughs> but you I'm had your I one did. moment. I'm you glad. had your moment to shine. You did it. You can talk about it. Exactly. But you can move on. Exactly. I loved it, but I will never do it again. <laughs> but hey, at least you can say you've done it, though. Because yeah. that's also, yeah, impressive, too. Yeah. But I think that would be a fun room. There are a lot of different, like, fun rooms. Oh, for sure. All unique, too. It's, like, interesting. And I love seeing how everyone, like, moves and decorates everything. Yeah. And I also think, like, the roommates, like, hearing who, what people are, like, roommates. Yeah. I I don't know. It just is, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I didn't even know they were really, like, that close of friends. But it's, like, you just, like. It's so cool. Yeah, I I don't know. It's just, like, it's just interesting. Like I said, it's cool to see. A room and a house bring people so close together. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. We're all under the same roof and we all love each other, so. Yeah, and, like, there's, like, the big dining room that everyone just hangs out oh, in and, and all that. A sorority having a house <laughs> definitely changes, the, like, the whole experience of a sorority. Oh, yeah, for because sure. there's some that don't. Don't have houses? Yes. Oh, no, I'm, God. like, how do you, like, not Where do you have hang a house? out? I'm, like, you just meet me. Dude, <laughs> I'm, like, no, honestly, I'm, like, you just meet in, like, a ballroom and i'm like because it's a whole different experience because yeah. then it's like you don't really know those people yeah. like you're just club, like it gets yeah. together exactly that's why i love the fact that we have a house too because it's just like like i said people that i probably wouldn't have talked to if i didn't join a sorority you know i have made connections with and like become friends with mm-hmm. and it's just like such a crazy different like everyone's so different Mm-hmm. But so similar in so many different ways. And I love it. That's what I love about it is like, you know, we all come from so many different places and backgrounds and friendships and all this crazy stuff. But like in the end, like we all joined AOPI for the same reason. And it just kind of like, – I just think it's cool, basically. I think yeah. it's cool. <laughs> no, honestly, especially like being in college because especially if you move here, you yeah. know, from a different state, people have heard it again and again but it's so true it's like yeah i mean i could not have gone yeah. through my freshman year and my sophomore year without anything bro yeah like, no honestly same i'm so happy same yeah i did it but i think that's about the extent of our aopi talk Sweet. now we are on to the second guest of this episode the current chapter president of AOPI, Ricky Wanacott. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. We are recording in, you call this like the president's office or is it just the office? Um, I believe it's like formally called the president's office, but I just kind of call it the office. Yeah, well, we're in the official AOPI president, business president office. Sounds <laughs> official. I've never recorded even in the house. So this is very exciting. Nice. I know, yeah. And it's this is a nice space too. Honestly, I hadn't ever been in here except for when I was on like the board to do like the bylaws revision. I don't think I've No wait, I was in here for recruitment, never mind. Okay, anywho, 
So, tell us a little bit about yourself, like a little bit of your background. Um, yeah, so I'm a junior in college right now. I'm majoring in secondary education with a history, like Broadfield study. And I'm from Butte, Montana. So that's like an hour and a half away from Bozeman. Um, I went to high school at Butte High. I did cheer there. Um, I have two sisters. I'm actually the middle child. So that's, that's some background, I guess. I don't <laughs> you like being the middle? Um, I do. At first, I, like, didn't like it because I feel like people kind of dogged on it a lot. But I realized, like, I really do like it because you get, like, have you ever heard of, like, big sister money? Like, no. Wait, okay. no. What is that? So my, well, like, older sisters will just always spoil their younger siblings. And my older sister, like, buys me so many things. Like, if I go out with Maddie, that's her name. Um, she will buy me everything. Yeah, but then I have a little sister. So, like, I do the same with her. Like, we go get Starbucks, we'll go get treats, and, like, I will never expect her to pay me back, but... You pass it for... Pay it forward. Exactly. That's what it is. You pay it forward. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Not trying to think within my family. Yep. Better be telling my sister. Well, she probably is listening. You heard it here. I'll be expecting it. Anyway... <laughs> Um, okay, when you said a secondary education major with a minor in history? Yes. And you said Broadfield. Yeah, so it's, um, the minor that I have is, like, a history and government Broadfield study and teaching. So it's, like... So if you'll be a history teacher? Yes. That's, that's high school. Okay. Gotcha. And so high school teaching. Yes. Gotcha. Um, I'd like to teach, like, sociology to seniors, Oh. But definitely don't really have any big preferences. Anyway, so now we got that backstory. Let's just dive right in. Sorority president, yeah. chapter president yeah. of AOPI. How do you like it so far? Um. Well, I've been in the position for a semester and, I don't know, for halfway through this one, maybe three months, two months in. But I've... I've loved it. It's been extremely rewarding. Um, and you just, like, learn a lot, not only about yourself, but about all the people around you. So I really enjoyed it. And I think we have an amazing executive team and leadership team um, and advisory board. Like, truthfully, they make life so much easier. But definitely, like, I'm proud of where we've come and stuff. I think it's been a great about seven-ish months. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> Because I know this is, you're technically in the middle. Yeah. Of your term. Do you call yeah. it a term? Yeah. Pres yeah. You're like in the middle of your term of serving as president. Yeah. So I guess you've had enough experience and you know kind of like the roles, the responsibilities and all that. Awesome. Before you were president, did you hold any other role or did you yeah. jump straight in okay oh so you actually can't jump straight in okay um, yeah you have to hold at least one leadership position before you can run for chapter president so that could be like director or something which is what i was the director of chapter culture um, okay so the is there like something under director of chapter culture or not no okay. um so the officer bracket we have seven um, people on exec and then okay. six of them are vice presidents of and then it's like their title um so for example 
director of chapter culture sits under the vice president of membership integrity. Gotcha. Yeah. And then um, for culture is this like a solo position. Okay. Yeah, there's okay. only committees really. Yeah. And how does, well, obviously, but like being president and being director of chapter culture, how does that like differ and what are like the similarities? Oh, um, they're pretty different. So director of chapter culture is almost like a mediator or kind of just like someone who is there for people if they need someone, like if they need to talk about something. Um, but also like, you know, people are feeling that they might have a problem or they'd like to talk to someone, but they don't want to like go to them one-on-one. Uh, the director of chapter culture is there to like mediate conversations and be there to like help with those tough conversations. And I think it's definitely, it definitely helped me like prepare for president. Mm -hmm. They're pretty different positions. Um, But I think like the tough conversation having and learning how to, you know, mediate that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. definitely helped a lot. Yeah, I think that's a very important skill. And it's like you're having the tough conversations. Because like you said, chapter culture is like a mediator if there's like problem or if people feel like uncomfortable would you say or just like if there's like problem amongst like members yeah yeah, okay okay sounds good so no i feel like that would be helpful that would be a hard job though it's definitely um like the hard conversations are hard but i wouldn't say that you ever have to be like mean or anything the like director of chapter culture is just someone who's like um, like easy to talk to and approachable. And okay. That's kind of yeah. Oh, and our okay. current director of chapter culture is like absolutely amazing and the most approachable, kind person I've ever met in my life. So I think like we've done a pretty good job at. Yeah, because I know the person that chapter culture right now. Like, I would feel so comfortable going to her, and like she's such a calming person. That would be an interesting position to, like, run for, like, do. You should Maybe when elections it. come up. Because are we still having, like, the election fair? Or not, yeah. like, the role fair? If that makes sense? The posi- are, yes, yes, that's what I meant to say. Are we still having that? Yeah. Okay. I might check it out. Because I do want to run for a position at least. Yes, I feel like that would be good to, to, get, to get into something. Awesome. No, I'm going to look into that. Okay, so what did you not expect about the role of being president? Um, we had a lot of things. Yeah, I feel like I wouldn't even know where to start. Honestly, yeah. that was such a broad question. So whatever information you have. <laughs> we had a lot of things happen uh, last semester, a bunch. That spring semester of 2023 was insane. I think we had a lot of things come up that we just were not expecting at all. Like, no one can can prepare for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, like, even though it wasn't expected, once again, we have an amazing executive team. And our vice president of operations, truthfully, is, like, she is my backbone. I swear she is just an amazing person and so great to lean on. Same with our chapter advisor and just all of our advisors and all of our exec and leadership. Um, I think we all definitely handled it with so much like, 
what word I'm looking for. Like, you guys all, like, support each other through the, like, trials and diversity that you're faced. Yeah, and we just kind of, like, you know, like, you'll you'll take those blows, like, oh, my gosh, and you feel like, where do I go from here? But as a team, like, you can just figure everything out so quick. And I – we have grown so much, and I love it. I just think – the way that like we've overcome things it just makes me just like love this chapter even more has knowing your team dynamic like helped with obstacles and challenges in recruitment definitely um we like honestly had some things come up even during recruitment and during our work week which is like mm-hmm. we prepare i'm sure lenny touched on that a little yeah no yeah. we, we kind of got a little bit of the rundown yeah But it is so nice to, like, go into those things just knowing, like, if anything does come up, I have people, like, I have women here who, like, know what to do. They know how to handle these things. Like, they know how to support everybody. It's, like, a great sense of just, like, I'm okay. Like, even when things seem like they're going crazy, you just have to remember, like, I'm okay. Like, I'm a part of an amazing team. And, you know, like, we're always here for each other, always helping each other out. For sure. So now, like, still with recruitment yeah. as being, like, the president, what are some of, I know, like, Eleni, she's, like, the main person that's running it, but what were some of, like, your responsibilities as, like, the president during recruitment, like, work week? The president's number one responsibility, or I guess, like, my number one responsibility during work week and recruitment is just to support Eleni as a vice president of membership recruitment. Like, you know, as I said, we're all just, like, one big team. So, like, supporting each other when we have our big things going on is pretty important. But, like, that actually is, like, my job is to just be there and support any exec member, like, when they're doing one of their big things. So, like... Um, vice president of membership experience has like the sisterhood retreat so that'd be like something like supporting them like if you need anything let me know um and then also like during recruitment the president and the vpmr walk out and like welcome in pnms so that was fun um i also was responsible for giving the clothes every single day of recruitment so like i kind of closed down each party and like gave a little speech and then was just like all right, nice seeing you all. Like, I hope you have a great weekend. Um, Yo, wait, how did you, like, prepare for those? Or did you, or did you just kind of go off the fly? Like, hi, welcome to Hawaii. Um, We did, like, have drafts of them. Um, okay. Yeah, last year's president and VPMR left us, like, their, um, it was, like, in Eleni's Google Drive on her, okay. like, officer email. We had some drafted speeches. So we definitely pulled some things from that. But honestly, every single time I, like, stepped outside the door in front of people to talk, I just kind of knew the basics and just went with it. Yeah, you know the basics. Just as long as you get that information out there, you're good. Exactly. And then you had to close, too. Yeah. And, like, have meet everybody out. So was it hard to, like, introduce and, like, welcome people in and then also have them, like, create the transition to leave in, like, create the flow of the parties um the welcome was honestly pretty easy like you just okay at the door say hi as they walk in um and then leaving the only hard part is just getting everyone to be quiet so you can just yeah but we did a pretty good job like it was 
we got them done pretty quick. I just, I would say I just like called for silence like a minute and a half before I would start speaking. Yeah, because I know like before we would leave, if we're talking to somebody, the time, even though you have a good amount of time, it still goes fast. And so you still want to like finish your thought or whatever, but you also like don't want to be rude by like still having a conversation while you're trying to be silent trying to be quiet down if that's the right no definitely yeah okay but then you also still want to like be respectful in the conversation i don't know but as long as i like how you give like the little bit of time and then you're like thank you for coming all that jazz and then they're gone and then we got the next party yep and then so would you run for president again Fair enough. Man, I I feel like that, yeah, you do the most. There's some, like, amazing, there's some amazing women on the director, part of the director's teams right now, and I know that some of them are pretty interested, so I would love to see them move up. Also, I just think, you know, my time is, I'm getting old, so (laughs) I gotta, I'm gonna be done soon. You've served your time. Yeah. No, that's still super impressive. How we were talking before. Like, right now, you're president, and you have two jobs, yes. and you're a college student. Yeah. Like. It's not too bad this semester. I think last semester was pretty hard, because I worked a lot more. But this yeah. semester, it's it's pretty chill. Okay, it's good. Because last semester, you said president, and you're learning all the ropes of, like, being a president. Then school. Then you worked your two jobs, yeah. 40 hours in total. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm like, yep. oh my gosh. I like work three days a week or something, and I'm like, with school, I'm like, I'm tired. I can't do this. And I play no role in the um, sorority, but holy cow, what yeah. like, you gotta have like a lot of energy, ambition for that. So, snaps Thank to you. you. Yes. It was it was hard. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone yeah, unless oh you absolutely have to, but it is it's hard. And I think as a college student, it's like so hard to remember like your number one job is college right now. Yes. And, when there's so much other stuff yeah. that you have that you feel like is also demanding. And you have so many just like new financial obligations that you never even thought of. Like you just don't think of them when you live at your parents' house. And then it's mm-hmm. like, oh wow, that's a lot of money that I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're all right, with talking about, I can yeah. also come up. Do you get paid to be the president? No. So this is just your kindness of your heart. Um, well, <laughs> I mean, um, you don't get paid to be the president. You, you really don't get, like, any special perks. Um, like, I still pay the same amount in dues and room and board as everybody else. This is, like, I don't want to say volunteer because our, like, advisors who are truthfully the people who I'm like, wow, you don't get paid to do this. They all volunteer their time. And it's a beautiful thing. Like I would love to be an advisor once I've graduated. It is an amazing thing. Just shows like how long our sisterhood really goes. But anyways, that was a tangent. No, Um, you're good. I don't want to say volunteer, but like I voluntarily did take this position because I wanted to do it and I thought it'd be Mm -hmm. fun. And, you know, I don't like it's a lot of work, yeah, but I I don't think I'd need to be paid for it. 
It's not that. But it would be no spurt. Oh, it'd be but, a great. If they want to take some money off my dues, I'm not telling them not to. Yeah, because I. Like, you're. Like, you respond to everything of the sorority. You're the face of the sorority, like, the top dog, and you still. Just. Still one of, like, the members still paying the same dues, all that, but have, like, much higher weight in your role. Yeah. If that makes sense. Totally get that. Because I remember I was, like, talking to my mom about, like, her time in Greek life. And she was saying, like, the president, she didn't think the president got paid, but her president got, like, a whole president suite. And, like, with, like, I want to say, like, a bathroom in a small kitchen or something. I don't know, but she got, like, at least, at minimum, like, her own, like, room and stuff. Because do you have a roommate right now? I do, yeah. Did you choose that voluntarily, or like, could you have gotten? Like, I, I couldn't have gotten a single room, actually. Oh my gosh! So anyway, you have a roommate. Yes, and it's the same roommate I've had since I moved into the house when I was uh, the second semester of my freshman year. So we've been roommates. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so you moved in that semester because did you go through formal? I did. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and then you got to move in right away. Um. Yeah. Or, like right in- away. Yeah, well, my my year, uh, the house was a little different. It was, um, right now we have a huge chapter. And Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I absolutely love it. More sisters, more fun. But when I was a freshman, I, the chapter was quite a bit smaller. And I know that there was some, like, space in the house. Okay. Especially at semester. Like, girls move out and other girls move in, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And me and Hannah... Um, decided that we both wanted to move into the house the second semester of our freshman year. So we did. And then we got our room together. And we just have, we have that room on second new side next to the bathroom. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so you guys have just been roommates ever since? Yeah. You guys still- mm-hmm. We did take a small break last spring. I actually roomed with someone else and it was great. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, we just to kind of like live with some other girls, like spice it up a yeah. little bit. Yeah. People interesting. Yeah. I like it. I like it. And you like living in the house? I do. Yeah, I love it. It's You're constantly just surrounded by your friends, so it's so fun. Mm-hmm. Are you going to, like, move out that semester or, like, next year? Um, Moving out at semester is always a tricky thing just because, like, you never know. Um, yeah. There's a lot of factors to that. But ideally, yes. Um, Whenever you're done with... Yeah. president and then you have the option yeah to move out yep exactly. gotcha do you think you and kenna would go you both would go and live somewhere else like together definitely if she's still in bozeman she's a nursing student so she oh. could just kind of end up anywhere next semester yeah honestly i feel like those are yeah. like you just go with the flow wherever they tell you to go yeah exactly <laughs> she's Good for her, though. Yeah. That's hard, too. There's a lot of nursing majors in AOI. A lot. I, would, yeah. I feel like. For some reason, I didn't know like. Kenna was, yeah, a nursing major, but more power to them. Yeah, there's a lot. Oh, my gosh. Go us. <laughs> anyway, not to do our own work. Anywho, um, so what's your favorite thing about AOI? If you could just give me, like, a few. Okay. I know there's probably a lot, but just a few. <laughs> Um, 
all the friends I've made. I think, like, truthfully, I know it sounds so generic, um, but I have met, like, my best friends. Like, for the rest of my life, these women are going to be my bridesmaids, the aunts to my kids, along with my two sisters, obviously. But, you know, it's just the people that you meet when you, like, join a sorority you join because they have the same values as you and then you're mm-hmm. surrounded by all these women who have the same values as you and it's just like wow like I, you feel so loved and I just think I'm gonna leave college all of us are gonna leave college with so many memories that like we never would have had if we didn't do this and it's also just so nice to be a part of something but especially something where like your main focus is giving back like to the community and giving mm-hmm. back to um like children our philanthropy is juvenile arthritis. I don't know if you guys already talked about it, but. So for like the future sorority president, presidents, what advice like do you have for them? Um, always remember why you are where you are. I think it's so easy when people get like elected or just, you know, become a part of like a leadership role that might be like a pretty big leadership role. Um, And I hate saying that because truthfully, every leader in this house does so much work. And truthfully, truthfully, our vice president of operations and our vice president of membership integrity all do the same exact amount of work as me, if not more in a week. Like they, they do a lot. And I just think I get a lot of credit for like, oh, you do so much work, but they do not get enough credit, like genuinely. Um, But never forget why you are where you are like you are the face of your chapter you are the person representing your chapter but you're there because your chapter trusted you to be there so don't let that like get to your head I Mm -hmm. I guess is what I'm saying yeah just don't don't get an ego about it because you're Mm -hmm. you're not there like to be like flashy and the best of the best and to have a big ego about it yeah you're just there because like these women trusted you and they were like, we want you to represent our chapter and that's what you're there for. So I guess just like always holding yourself with like grace and, you know, smiling and being kind. I just, people get like big heads or like egos. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, no, I'm laughing. No, that so makes much, perfect sense. Stay no, humble. That makes, stay humble. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense though. I love that advice though. Thank that's you. really great. Yeah. So now, okay, I feel like I'm just kind of, like, jumping from question to question. But anyway, we're still getting great information. How do you balance, like, sorority school life and, like, now work and just, like, all that and having, like, a social life and just maintaining all that? Time management skills. Um, And I was awful at them until I was, like, 19. So uh, it's something you just got to work on. I started using the GCAL. So mm-hmm. that's that's been a saving grace because I love the color coded. Yes, it, it like it pops out more so you know what you have. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I do like to color things. Like I have different pens for like my planner and all that. Yeah, definitely like that. But I just haven't gotten into the GCal. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I should because I just like physically writing it out and like flipping like the page and seeing my weeks. Oh, I love a good planner. Yes. Yeah. Do you use a planner and the GCAL, or do you just use GCAL? I use both. Okay. Yeah, I am. You got both. Yeah. I just, like, have a little reminder. No, that's true. Especially if you're, like, on your laptop a lot, you can just pull it up quick and easy access. For sure. And do you have, like, a planner or GCAL, like, one for your personal life 
and one for like sorority life or do you just combine them yeah they're shared okay um, just because like just so you have everything bam like in one yeah i just give them different colors i like it i like it if it works it works exactly i like it yeah and so just time management so was that something like you had to learn yes or, okay because you said because are you 20 i am yeah. okay you said you just learned that at 19 yeah i it was like the end of my freshman year and i was struggling super bad academically and I went to the like student success center and she just gave me these cute little sheets and I was like okay I'm gonna work on my time management Mm -hmm. and now it's just something that I just try to do on every Sunday like I just start I do a little list of like things I'm doing that week when I can do it like homework like that and Mm -hmm. then I look at the GCAL oh yeah figure out like the times and days that's best for each assignment so yeah, I think it's it's a great practice to learn and it can take forever to learn and I'm not perfect at it at all. But uh, who is perfect? Being like fifty <laughs> percent at it will make your life fifty percent easier. So personal by exactly. That's cool. So the student success. Okay, back to recruitment now. Yeah. Were you nervous about anything for recruitment? And if so, like what were you nervous about? Everything. Um fair. Yeah, it was, I mean, I was nervous my first recruitment, like, on this side of things, just when I was, like, just talking to um, P&Ms and stuff, but this one was, like, a big deal. Like, to me, it just seemed like such a big deal, like, a big deal to be nervous about just because, like, you are the first person that they see. That they see, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, that very first day, like, you were the first person that they see that they're, like, oh, she's an AO pie. And... It was very nerve-wracking, like, but I think I was just nervous about everything. Like, I was nervous about getting my speeches wrong or saying the wrong thing or, like, my smile looking weird because sometimes if I smile for too long, like, my face twitches. But I no, just, honestly, like, it happens to the best of us. Happens. <laughs> exactly. And then I was, like, worried about my dresses and my hair, but honestly, at the end of the day, like, everything turned out so great that if I messed up, no one would have noticed. No, I think, like honestly like everyone okay this might sound bad but it's not everyone is so like consumed with themselves and like focusing on themselves that nobody actually really cares like if you messed up or if you made a mistake which is the same as messing up but like nobody really is like looking at you under like a microscope which i think that like helped me like okay so nobody's really like having you under a microscope they all care about themselves like just like you do you want to make sure you look good you want to make sure your dress is good you want to make sure what you're saying is you know good and normal and people want to join aopi whereas the new members they're like oh my gosh we have to be like saying the right things we got to be looking our best we got to you know be showing up and showing out so we can get into a sorority so honestly if that makes you feel better everyone's just too self-absorbed anyway yeah. it's the like, best way to think that yeah because, the best way to think. because then you're like yeah like obviously like present yourself the best you can but at the end of the day if you make a mistake or you know your hair is not right or your makeup's not right you're the only person going to bed that night thinking about it yeah like, no one yeah, else is it's nobody there. like everyone's probably thinking about like what how, they did yeah mm-hmm. so that was not supposed to be negative but that was like for me it's like comforting it's like okay you're right like everyone's just you know making sure they're 
they're their best they can be, and so are you. I don't know if that really um, pertained to what we were saying, but yeah, no, I thought you did really well with, like, greeting everyone. Like, obviously I wasn't there to hear, but, like, I bet you killed it. And, like, saying, like, goodbye, especially in pref, because I was, like, um, I didn't pref anyone, so I was, like, there, like, singing the song. Anyway, but I did hear, like, your farewell. It was pretty good. Thank you. Yes, you are welcome. Yes, no, I really liked it. Wait, were there any other specific moments that you were nervous for? I don't think so, no. That, just everything. Just everything? <laughs> yep. So fair. Okay, what would you tell a PNM, a potential new member, like, about going through formal recruitment? If you, like, even have the smallest idea in your head, like, oh, that sounds fun, I might want to do it, do it. Go through it, like, look at, you know, even if it's not formal recruitment time, like, DM houses on Instagram. You can DM all of them. You can DM any that you might find interest in and just be like, hey, like, you know, are you guys? Yeah, like, I'm interested. Yeah. Um, And it's also, like, it's more formal recruitment, I guess, based, but you, like, can make so many friends just at formal recruitment, like, just by Mm -hmm. going through it. Because I went through formal in 2021 so like the first formal recruitment after virtual formal because of covid and it's where i met my like very best friend and we ended up joining two different houses she actually transferred she lives in chicago now chicago that's cool though yeah well it's where she's from but yeah she transferred to be closer to home um but she's still like one of my very best friends and i talk to her all the time and we met like at formal recruitment did not really have any of the same parties after the first day and she's still my best friend like I spent every single day with her my freshman year I'm pretty sure so if you want to make friends even like go through formal recruitment just make some friends and if you end up liking it then join the house that you like like join the house you fall in love with because everyone who goes through it including me like the first day that you go through it you tell all your friends who aren't going through it like if I absolutely hate it, I'll let you know. And, like, we'll do something mm-hmm. fun tomorrow. Yeah. And like, then after yeah, the keep day, your schedule free because it's a 50-50. Exactly. <laughs> and then after the first day, like, you're like, oh, I'm so excited to go back. Yes. And, yeah. I just remember, like, after the first day, I was in love with being a part of a sorority. Like, I was like, oh, I want to do this so bad. So. Yeah. No, literally. Because, yeah, my mom was like. Just, you know, go through, like, obviously, like, when I was in high school thinking about, like, college, like, what I want to be involved in, I was like, yeah, I know about Greek life, I know about, like, sorority, fraternities, all that, but I was like, mm, maybe not for me, but I was like, I'll go and just try to meet people. Honestly, I'm gonna be so for real, I didn't really, like, meet, like, too many, I mean, like, I met, all like, a lot of people, but I never, like, clicked or really hung out with anyone outside of it. Outside of, like, going through recruitment. Like, I met them, but it wasn't, like, oh, yeah, like, we hung out after anything. So, honestly, for me, my main thing was, like, okay, after that, I was, like, okay, main thing, focusing on the houses, do I actually want to be in a sorority? Um, But, yeah, after the first day, I was, like, well, this is what it is, you know? And then I went back for day two, and I'm, like, okay, this is definitely the house that I like and I want, but I'm like, well, I got to give the other ones. Like, 
you know, I think it's super cool. And then preference, just a whole experience. And you can only do this while you're in college. Like, you can't do this in high school. You can't do this, like, after college. Like, you know, so it's like, it's a time to be alive. Also, I think it's just huge. Like, you're starting a new chapter in your life. Mm -hmm. And not for everyone. Like, some people go through recruitment when they're not a freshman. And I would strongly encourage that to anyone and everyone. Mm -hmm. Like, when you are thinking about it, do it. Like, if you want to make more friends, if you want to be a part of something, do it. But definitely, like, for freshmen, I think it's really important you're, like, starting this huge new chapter in your life. And a lot of people are, you know, a lot further from home than I am. So finding, like, a home away from home, even for me, my house is an hour and a half away. But I still just, like, needed that, like, family kind of feeling. And I just think having that when you're starting a new chapter of your life and in a new place and, like, everything's just kind of confusing, it's so important. Because you just have someone that you're like, okay. I can call this person if I need help. And that's, mm-hmm. like, everyone in AO5. Like, you could call them if you need help. Yeah, it's a whole backbone, and everyone's there for each other. I know that's what I also like. As being, like, a freshman, I was like, what if, um, like, I have a flat tire? Or what if I need a ride? What if I need help with something? It's like there, somebody in there is going to be able to help you and know what to do. So I, I personally like that and so essentially from butte are there any like this can be like off the thing but like are there any other people from like butte or did you know anyone else like when you came to aopi like like from high school or anything are there any others in aopi yeah no okay um i read on pref day i met katie logan and she's jada's big um and she's from deer lodge so, like, we kind of bonded over that. But there's okay. no one else from Butte, sadly. Oh, that's actually interesting because you said it's, like, an hour and a half away. Yeah, it's so close. There's a lot of people from Butte go to MSU, but not a lot of them go through, like, recruitment. Oh, yeah. Make that. Okay. Gotcha. So, when you came here, you didn't know anybody? Um, or, like... I had, like, all my friends from home. But oh. None of them. Not, like, not okay. my clo- all my close friends, actually, they all went to the U, except um, for one of them, my best friend, Ella. She goes to... Pomona it's at Claremont California um yeah um but I had like friends from Butte High like quite a few I think there was like eight of us and none of them like half of them were guys so obviously none of them wanted to rush yeah and then none of the girls wanted to go through recruitment okay that's chill so it was like you just weren't like meeting everyone on your own like just like hey I'm Ricky what's up (laughs) yeah Okay, that's cool. I just didn't know because I'm like, Butte's not that far, but I was like, awesome. Okay, so I think that was like, kind of like the main questions that I had. Was there anything else you'd like to add? Oh, wait. Okay, you're talking about the convention. Yeah. Right? Okay. So what was that? What is that? Like, give us a rundown of that. Okay, so I lied earlier. There is one amazing perk that comes with being the chapter president. And that is, so every two years they have the international convention. And then every year that they don't have that, they have Camp Aopi. So the president before me, Jada, she was on the podcast. Yes, we love Jada. Yes. Um, She went to Camp Aopi and it's like, not really like convention. I think it's just like convention, but without like the business aspect of it. Also like not as big. But one of the big perks is it's like a, you're paid your trip 
the chapter president's trip and the chapter advisor's trip are all paid for because you have to be there. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, I say have to, like it's like forced. Like you do have to be there, but it's so much fun. Like it doesn't feel like you're being forced. Um, And you have to be there because we like vote on a lot of stuff. So there's, I guess just with explaining um, kind of the sorority structure, mm-hmm. how all sororities work is there's a sorority and that's like the, we call it like the fraternity or the organization. Um, and that's AOPI. So like AOPI is the sorority, the fraternity, the organization. And within the organization there's many different chapters so it's like us you know like we mm-hmm. are a chapter we're the alpha fee chapter so um the fraternity aopi itself they have a similar structure to us not really but they have an executive board and they have an international president oh so, wow yeah so our the most recent past international president and they call them pips which is so adorable is crystal graft combs she is like amazing. She slays with the headbands and stuff. Find her on Instagram. Oh, wait, yeah. maybe I will. yeah. And she, um, I like got to watch. Um, she like leads business meetings, essentially, and like we voted on the reason why the chapter advisor and the chapter president have have to be there is because you actually are a part of the people who vote on the new executive board. Oh, and the okay. New international president. Yeah. So that's super cool. And they're the same as us. I believe their executive board has seven members on it with the – maybe it's eight. Okay. Yeah. And then um, there's the treasury board as well. And they're in charge of, like, our philanthropy money or any, like, funds, grants, and scholarships that you can get through AOPI. And we also, like, helped elect that, like, the people who are going to be on that board. We were also part of that. Um, so the way that that works is I – they send this stuff out before um, school's over for everyone. So then I just presented um, slides to the chapter of, like, the different people. Yes, yeah. I think I remember that. Yeah, and then you guys voted on that, and then that's what I – I brought your votes to international convention. So I, like, voted – once again, like, representing the chapter, you vote on behalf of the chapter. So Caitlin and I voted the way that, like, you guys had wanted us to vote. What, another big thing I've learned in president, you do have to like put your personal life, personal relationships. A lot of things are like personal, professional life. Um, but like 99% of the time, I agree with what the chapter says. I think once again, like we all share the same value, like core values and morals. Um, so we're pretty, I'd say we're a pretty agreeable chapter. But okay, everything no, else that's is like, good. yeah, yeah. Every vote that like, I guess I put in on behalf of you guys. Um fully agreed with it like I, I wanted it so okay no, that is good because it's like you have conflicting views with like that in the chapter okay no yeah. that's good you don't even have to worry about that it's also not like like normal politics you know I also wanted um I'm going off a tangent but then we'll get back to the convention I don't know where I saw this okay Loki it might have been LinkedIn are we like friends on LinkedIn I don't have LinkedIn it's <laughs> <laughs> not LinkedIn but there was something where I saw, like, you were saying about, like, being, like, sorority president. And I thought it was really good, like, having the skill to separate business with, like, your personal life. And, like, how 
even though you're still like a part of the chapter and a sister and a member of the chapter, you're also like of an authority figure. You have to have tough conversations and separate your personal from the work aspect, even if it's like your best friend. I don't know where I saw you like say that or whatever, but I liked it. I don't know what it was. Instagram. Was it Instagram? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yes, on the AOPI Instagram. Yep. Was that? Yeah. Like, I could have swore it was, like, a site probably nobody else saw it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so special. I know. <laughs> anyway, it was just the Instagram that literally everybody follows. I think it was, like, the last <laughs> post, though. So maybe you were the only person who read it. But I'm flattered to know that someone Yes. Did. No, I, like, that was the Instagram. I was like... Like, fully, like, thinking this was, like, LinkedIn or, like, more, anyway. Super underground. Yeah, I was like, nobody probably knows this. Anyway. But, yeah, no, I do be reading all that stuff on Instagram. Anyway, I really like that and just wanted to point that out. Thank you. Yes. It's a hard, it's a hard skill to learn. And I definitely took like coming into this position to really solidify that but I just think you need those boundaries and also Mm -hmm. like at the end of the day um I have I think I've gotten pretty good at it separating um professional and personal life um which is just kind of how I see it in ALPI like you know Mm -hmm. and if other people don't respect that boundary or like treat you differently as a person because of something you had to do in your position it's like well you know so it's just kind of one of those things yeah, protecting your boundaries. Yeah. You have, you know, you were elected in to be in this position. And so, yeah, having your personal and professional, because I bet there have been calls and decisions you haven't wanted to make. If it's like your friend and stuff, even like, I mean, nobody wants to like get other people in trouble. Nobody wants to like call people out and all exactly. that stuff. Yeah. But sometimes you have to, you are like voted into that position and that is like part of your role. So how like has that been challenging and like hard, like have people taken it personally or have you like, how do you like, what's the best way of going about that? Um, It's just another one of those things, like remembering why you are where you are. Like, okay, I'm, yeah, I'm here because the chapter trusted me to uphold our values and uphold our rules and uphold our members to that standard yeah and even though that is more of like vice president of membership integrity i guess it is like still a part of yeah chapter president a little bit i guess but um like i'm people i got like i was elected by the chapter because they trusted me to keep our chapter running smoothly and like you know help all that so I feel like where there's where there's rules, they're bound to be broken 100%. It's going to happen. <laughs> and that's that's totally fine. Like, I feel like everyone breaks a rule once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, it's like, you know, understanding that when you do break a rule, there will be consequences. Mm-hmm. And I never want to, like, tell someone they're in trouble. That's, like, the last thing I want to do. It's the mm-hmm. last reason why I ran for this position. Um, but sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. And that's just kind of the way the cookie's going to crumble. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that would be hard, but that is, like, a life skill that is so valuable to learn. Like, in life, there will be plenty of situations where you're going to have to separate personal 
in business. And since you're learning that now, that's great, though. But, yeah, but I would, that would be hard. Especially because you're still, like, a member, too. Like, you still have to follow the rules. It's not like you get any, like, exceptions. Yeah. So, you, so you're technically placed to a much higher standard in the chapter. But also, if you do break a rule, also have that weight as, like, an example. I wouldn't really say, like, placed to a higher standard or something standard or anything like that like we definitely are just all like equal um among like we're all members of the alpha v chapter we're all sisters and everything um i just like happen to be the person for the year of 2023 who's going to be the face of the chapter um and stuff but yeah i do think that like obviously i have to follow the rules just the same as everybody else and i've been following them pretty well for the last two two years now right. um so you know knock on wood knock on wood but um <laughs> i've done a pretty good job of following the rules and i just you know but like if i did break a rule 110 percent, i'd have the same exact like consequences of anyone else like yeah. it's not like oh she broke a rule but she's a chapter president so it's fine yeah like no i'd i'd be getting called into a meeting still or you know facing some repercussions and mm-hmm. that's exactly what i would expect like we are all equal and, like, I like how you said that's exactly what you would expect. Like, you don't expect any to be treated any, like, differently as a member because we're all still members. I, I like that. I guess, yeah, I would have thought, like, oh, maybe, like, a president gets, like, more, like, power or authority or, like, gets to have some slides. But interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's the way that's the way it works, I guess, you know. But... Okay, now let's get to know. And then, okay, now back to the convention. Yeah. So, it's a camp and then a convention. Do, does the camp, do you, like, vote? So, no well, business I did, stuff. So, I didn't go to camp. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, okay. I, that's what Jada went to. Gotcha. Um, I just went to the international convention. And this year was in Grapevine, Texas. In this, oh. like, super cute resort. Gaylord Hotel, I want to say. It was fun. Like, it was a lot of okay, fun. Okay, that sounds fancy. Um, and a couple of us got to go, which was super fun. There was... Yeah three of us there mm-hmm. um and then the no, there was three or... there was three other girls there and then me and caitlin our chapter advisor and um it was super fun we just we did a lot of fun things like we were pretty busy but we were pretty busy um so like we didn't have a lot of time to like really like explore great fun texas mm-hmm. we did go get sushi which was fun awesome. yeah but you treat yourself a little bit do a little trait but yeah. it was super fun and they actually like themed it was a week a week-long convention and they themed each day like how you dressed and stuff oh that's fun yeah and they like to spice it up it was fun and then sometimes they like switched up like halfway through the day they're like oh like lunch is gonna be this like then after that you're gonna wear this like stuff like that and it was fun i got a lot of cute new business clothes which i love oh good and yeah. you need business clothes for this party exactly i yeah. like got some more but i'm like i just need them you, need you just need to be stocked yeah like there you got to be business professional like at least like twice a week yeah but no that's a good skill and that's good to have those business clothes yes but it was overall just such a amazing experience like i got to meet chapter presidents from all over like everywhere my roommate was from canada and then i met a bunch of other women who were in the chapters in canada i think the only the only 
Canadian chapter president who I didn't meet was Ontario, I want to say. Okay. Maybe. Um, but yeah, I'm actually going to Canada over spring break to see them. Those connections that you just made there? Like, yeah. Also, that's great networking. Like, oh my gosh. It was a great time. And like, I got to meet some amazing alum and advisors. That was super cool. Yeah, some of the past international presidents. Like, I got to meet wow. some of them. And it was an amazing experience. I absolutely loved it. Would not trade it for the world. The food was also amazing. So, plus, honestly, I like, did not know that there was like Greek system out of the US. Yeah. Wait, is it just Canada? Or is it like, you know, it's I... like, I know that AOPI um, has chapters in the United States and Canada. I'm not sure about any other. Okay, maybe it's just Canada outside of the U.S. Yeah, that's like North America area. Probably. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So cool though. And then yeah. And so how how do you get like if you're not the president or the advisor like you've mentioned the there are three other girls how do you like get to be one of them that can go along to like the convention so anyone can register and like pay to go on their own oh okay any member of aopi um can pay like can just go on and get all set up and pay to go and you can go and just like go to all the workshops and all those fun things um and what we actually did though is two of the women um who went this year we had like a scholarship kind of thing set up for it with our funds from giving day which was super fun um and they we had like an application process where girls could apply to go and then there was a board like selected and they were all like people who were like very credible but also like not they had like no capacity to hold bias at all so it was like a very which is how we like to do most things (laughs) like that um but there was an application process and then we thought we were only going to be able to take one girl but then we ended up being able to take two so that was amazing yeah um and it was super fun and it just really showed like I'm happy that I wasn't the only person like the only collegiate member there to see like how cool it was like I loved having three you of my got, sisters yeah. you get to share that experience yeah like with only, each other yeah the only thing like if you're not like if you do like pay um just like general member you can't like vote or anything like that that's okay don't worry because your chapter president votes for you period yeah Love it. And so you guys couldn't room together or could you? Because you said your roommate was from Canada. Yeah. So um, the three other girls who came, they all roomed together. But they set it up. So because, like, uh, the chapter advisor and the chapter president's, like, it's paid for, like, by the organization or something like that. Um, they set it up. So, like, the chapter president's room together. And then the chapter oh. advisors room together. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I think it's just to kind of like, once again, just like help meeting new people. Yeah. And, and it was so, it was so much fun. And there was just two of us in a room with two queen beds, comfy. So. Nice. The queen beds? Yeah. You should. Okay. That's nice. And yeah, no, I think that's super cool. How you can like meet and like bond with other like presidents. Because, you know, not everyone can say like they're a sorority president you know so you kind of can 
talk about that, get that support. That's cool. For sure. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for talking about, like, the convention. I think that's super cool. I was, as always, on the Instagram, be looking at all the photos, all the, all the outfits. I'm like, yes. Yes. That is MSU AOPI. Let's go. try to go. You should try to go one year. Yeah. No, I think that would be cool. But I get, like, nervous, like, traveling low-key, like, not with my family. Yeah. I don't know. I would be kind of nervous. Like, I want to study abroad, but I'm kind of nervous to do that. No, I, like, I flying without my mom was weird. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, like, I'm scared. Always the first day, I feel like I get, like, very anxious. But Definitely. I get so scared at airports. And it's just, like, because I feel like your parents always have it under control. Yeah, they're like, okay, just walk this way. Okay, now sit here. Okay, it's time to eat. Okay, now do this. Okay, let's get on the, like, little tram. Like, yeah. they, you just follow. But when it's yourself, you gotta do all that. Like, traveling can be stressful, and, like, you gotta... Get the hotel and the food. Make sure you're, like, good and all that. Yeah. And, like, you have to read the signs. Like, yeah. my mom should be doing yeah. this. Yeah. Somebody else should be doing this for me. Why am I doing exactly. it? Exactly. Oh, I'm an adult. Well, still, somebody should be doing it. Actually, I agree. Yes. Thank you for, you know, telling us about the convention. Now, we got a handful of questions. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, wow. I think we got, like, a good amount. So, if you're ready to dive into the questions, and then, yeah, we should be good after that. Awesome. So, we'll get right into the first one. Oh, I guess you answered this. Can you be a president if you haven't had any positions in the sorority before? No. You you had already answered that. Yes. You have to be in a leadership role. Yes. Have at least one leadership role under your belt. Gotcha. And that lasts a semester. What increases your odds to be voted into the president position? Like, if there's some, like, skill or ability that you think a president should, like, obtain, if that makes sense, or that they possess. Yeah, uh, holding a leadership position. Yeah. (laughs) Holding a leadership position the year before, and I'd say, um, like, joining task forces and work groups which are little committees that sit under like other members of leadership um and just like you know being helpful and making sure that everyone knows like you're available in there um I don't know if it would increase your odds of like getting a certain position or anything but I do think that's a very important thing to do just if you are in a sorority or I mean in everyday life letting Mm -hmm. your friends know that you're there for them and being a helpful person but um I don't really know I don't think that there's any like one thing you can do to be like oh that'll guarantee me a spot honestly when I got it I was shocked so (laughs) I can't even think back and tell you anything I might have done because how many other people were running up against you do you know this one okay gotcha gotcha Oh, yeah. Okay. What were your expectations for being a president and did it live up to the expectation? Or if you had any expectations, I guess. Yeah, I guess I kind of, I I expected to be busy and, you know, I'll say I have been pretty busy. So, um. Fair. Definitely it lived up to those expectations. I don't know. Like, I mean, I obviously I expected to like it. That's why I ran for it and I absolutely love it. So, obviously, like, bad expectation was achieved and beyond and everything yeah 
I love it a lot. So Awesome. And then this is not actually a question, but I have, like, a follow-up question. After, like, since elections are coming up, do you think you're, are you going to run for another, like, position? Or, like, do you think you're going to kind of give it a rest? Or what do you think? Um, if you've been, had enough time to think about that. Yeah, it's a great question. And I've just been kind of sitting on it. I guess I have one position that I would like to run for before my time's done with AOPI. But I also am getting old. <laughs> and I just feel like that junior, senior year, it's like, that's just your year to kind of chill out, have fun. Yeah, like, before, like, yeah. like just being a college graduate, you know, yeah. just being a member, soaking it in. Yeah. So, for sure. No, um, I'll get back to you on it, though. Okay. I'll let you know. Oh, we'll know at elections. Yes. Awesome. Okay. What helps you manage stress and all of the responsibilities in college? Um... I have some, like, amazing friends, honestly. Um, therapy helps me stress very well. I love therapy. Period. Um, but also, like, you know, just having, like, friends and the sorority and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, all of your sisters and having, like, those people to lean back on is a very important thing. I think especially when you get stressed, like, sometimes it's just nice to – have people you can go to and just be like i'm stressed out and then within 30 minutes they make you forget why and you're just feeling so much better so yeah i love that what is something you wish you would have done differently at the beginning of college probably not came into college as a nursing major (laughs) i I was thinking okay yeah so you go from nursing to secondary ed or did you, like, have a few other majors? Yeah, I went from nursing to undecided. And then I was undecided for a year. Okay. So my spring, my freshman spring and my sophomore fall, I was still undecided. And then my sophomore spring is when I declared my major. So, like, right before that, I declared secondary education because um, that's what I wanted to do. And I think I even kind of knew that coming into <laughs> college. Like, even, like – like, in the back of my brain, I was like, oh, I kind of want to be a teacher, you know? Mm-hmm. And I did nursing because people told me that they could see me as a nurse. And I was like, okay. Yeah, let's, let's sign up for nursing classes. If I see someone's, like, nail bend the wrong way, I cringe. So, like, I don't know why I thought I could be a nurse. Like, I can't handle that. I can't handle anything that's, like, bodily flus. Nothing gross. Like, the most I can do is, is like, what happens, like, when the preschoolers have like accidents <laughs> typically they just pee themselves what advice do you have for a college freshman have fun don't period uh, <laughs> yeah i think that's my biggest thing don't like if you don't have friends by like the third week of school don't be like i'm never gonna make friends yeah. go knock on your neighbor's door and just mm-hmm. ask for their name like it is the most fun time in college i think the best time in college is your first semester of college and it's just like you just have to make it the best thing ever but it's Mm -hmm. like you're away from your family you have all these new responsibilities but like you also have all this new freedom Mm -hmm. and that just tends to outweigh the responsibilities that first semester because you're still 18 and like your parents miss you so like they're sending you money on the weekends (laughs) you don't have to worry about anything so have fun with your friends yeah yeah I love that. I really do like that piece of advice because that's so true. Just like as a freshman, 
Oh, yeah, I, I really liked my freshman year. It was super good, super fun meeting so many people. I just had a great experience, but it can also be, like, isolating. Yeah. But, like, just to remember, like, have fun. And, like, you have a new, like, chance of freedom. You you have all you have the world at your feet. Exactly. Honestly. Yeah. I love that, too. So who's someone that inspires you in your everyday life? Um, well, always, my number one answer is always my mom. We love that. She's the most amazing person in the world. I've truly never met someone who is so selfless and, like, giving. Like, I've Mm -hmm. never in my life met someone who is the way she is. Like, she would give all of the clothes off of her body, be completely naked in the dead of winter if she saw, like, someone on the street who needed it, you know? Mm -hmm. And she's an amazing woman my like parents got divorced when I was pretty young and my mom was like a single mom for a majority of time but not too long and then my dad left so my mom was kind of like my only like my main parent you know and I love my stepdad to death but it's a lot different and I think watching my mom like throughout the years when I was growing up it is insane to see like such a hardworking woman and like I worked two jobs and was a college student was a chapter president and blah 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 all that stuff but that's nothing compared to like when my mom was like six years older than me pretty much she was like had two kids was working two jobs was like all that stuff like just amazing things but never once in my life have I ever like worried that there wasn't going to be food on the table or that like my dance classes weren't going to get paid for or I've never had a Christmas where I didn't leave like happy and that's something I'm extremely thankful for and extremely grateful for but also just recognizing like my mom never once let us see how much she was struggling when we were little and I didn't even know till I was like 18 like how much like financial struggle my mom was probably going through or stuff I mean like she had two daughters and was like all on her own but I just think she's an amazing woman like I don't know she's she's overcome so many things and to leave it the way that she has she's just so graceful and caring and I think that you can go through some awful things and leave it so bitter and just be mean to other people and like have malice and like hatred in your heart and you just like you know become like a negative person because of it like you let a negative event like make you a negative person and I just have always honored my mom and how she's never once like let that affect who she is like she has just always been sorry she has just always been the kind of person that like she could be having the worst day of her life but like if she walks into a grocery store like there's a smile on her face and she'll say hi to you and all that stuff and I think that's something that's like super admirable I don't know I love my mom she's super cool yeah oh my gosh yeah no I love her already I can already see those characteristics in you, though. Even, yeah, no, truly. I'll, I'll, my goal is to be, like, half the woman she is right now. She's an amazing person. You're on track. Trust me. Yes. Okay, this one, what do you want to be when you grow up? So I'm, like, thinking, like, after college. I know secondary ed, so I'm guessing a teacher. Yeah. But I'll let you answer that. Yeah. Famous. Amen. Um, that's my number one <laughs> answer all the time. Um, I tell people, and I still do kind of believe this. I think it's because I'm Delulu, but <laughs> college is just like my filler time, and I'll make some story times about it when I get famous. Um, yeah, this episode. Uh, up. Yeah, yeah, get, get yeah, guys. Out. 
drop some likes. <laughs> um, but no, I want yeah, I want to teach high school history. Um, preferably, That's cool. I'm excited. I love history, but preferably like American history or sociology, just because I'm not good with world history. Like I'd be okay with teaching it, but I just don't think I'd do those children justice. <laughs> like I, I would not. Sociology. But sociology, how does sociology and, like, history, like, relate to each other? I have no clue. Okay, because I was going to say, because you were talking about that, but I was like, maybe it, like, relates, but wait, yeah. Yeah, You just are interested in them, but they don't relate. Yeah, they really don't. Um, Okay. I think they, like, kind of do, but not too much. Um, But when I was in high school, my senior year, like, one of your history... There was air quotes around that. Um, classes was sociology. Like, you took a semester of it your senior year. And my teacher was also our football coach. <laughs> it was a great class. I had so much fun. Um, half of the lesson, he just showed us the O.J. Simpson, like, awesome. documentary little thing that was on the news. Um, and I don't really know. Education. Okay. Let's go. I'm not sure how it pertained to sociology, but I guess a little bit. Okay. Um, awesome. So I just think that could be like a fun class to teach, and mm-hmm. really all you all you would need is either like a sociology degree or like secondary ed with the history government broad. Yeah, and then I've taken some sociology classes in college. So yeah, I remember a little bit. Yeah, I took a sociology class like online through another college in high school, and I honestly really really liked that class. Yeah, and it was like the videos. It was just like being in class, but you get to watch the videos like a flip classroom, I think it's called. And then she had the slides and all that. But I thought it was actually really interesting. And it's like how people like actually don't quote me on this, like how people behave. No way. Maybe no, I think not- I must tell a girl. I really do not know what sociology is. Like I don't know the definition. I, I wanted no, I don't know the definition, but I wanted to tell people like behind Bria. why people behave the way that they do. That might be it. But I was thinking, I'm like, is that behavioral psychology? Well, and you know, it could, it be, could that. be. But it also, I think it's like sociology. But maybe they're like like cousins. Yeah. Like I'm sure they're kind of like yeah. Uh, anyway, we have, okay, we like get the gist, but I love sociology, and I'm so interested in psychology and i was going to be a psychology major but then it's like i have to go through a lot of school if i want to be like a psychiatrist i also thought about psychology yeah i think it's such a cool degree because i took ap psych in high school really really like that class was really really hard the all the different like psychological terms were very like confusing because they're like the same but like very different so i was like oh this is just one class i'm like i don't know if i can do a full degree of this so um yeah, here I am, business finance. So, Slay. yeah. Okay, how, oh wait, this is how do you balance everything, just time management, Yeah. like you said. Slay. Okay, and then would you recommend being the chapter president of a sorority? Yeah, if you, if it's something that you, like, would be interested in, or that you think you'd like, I would highly recommend it. Um, It's, once again, like, the best word to describe it is rewarding mm-hmm. extremely rewarding um and i there like there's times where it's like oh my gosh this is so stressful like uh and then it's just once again just remembering why you are where you are and that can like be taken in so many different ways but um 110 if you are interested in a leadership position 
or you're interested in like, you know, leadership and you want to help your chapter grow or oversee your chapter's growth or just be like a cheerleader and a supporter for other people, fully, fully, fully recommend chapter president to anyone who would like to do that. It's very fun. Amazing. Yeah. That's great. And so that was the last question I had. We had a good run. That was like an hour 20. Like, oh, that's wow. pretty good. Yeah. But it'll be like cut down shorter. But that was great. Well, thank you so much for coming on and taking the time out of your very busy schedule to do this. I really appreciate it, though. Thank you so much for having me on and for taking time out of your schedule to do this. This has been so fun. Now we're going to get back to Eleni. And she's going to be talking about arthritis and type 1 diabetes. So, enjoy that! Awesome. So, now you guys just heard from the amazing Ricky. We love her. So, yeah, now we're back to Eleni. And we're going to be talking now about diabetes and arthritis so you have type 1 diabetes so i know okay i know there are two types Mm -hmm. so what what are the differences in like what is like type 1 diabetes so type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune disease which is like a little bit different from type 2 um so it affects your pancreas which your pancreas is in your belly and your pancreas produces a hormone that's called insulin. And insulin is there to regulate the amount of glucose or sugar that is, like, in your blood. Um, and so basically, like, in English. <laughs> yeah, I was um, going to say, yes. My immune system attacked my pancreas. So, like, I got sick and my immune system started attacking my pancreas. Um, so my, my pancreas no longer produces insulin like it should, if that makes sense. Yes, and that's why you have to have insulin Mm -hmm. if your blood sugar is low, or is that type 2? So, kind of. So, so the difference between type 1 and type 2, so type 1 is, like, I'm completely, like, my body does not produce insulin, period. Okay. Type 2 diabetes is your body produces insulin, but it doesn't produce it as well as it could. And so, like, type 2 diabetics normally just need, like, a little extra boost of insulin every day, whereas I need to be connected to my insulin pump 24-7. Type 1 is the one that I have. Type 2, it's a metabolic disorder. With, so, basically, like, again, like, the that person's body is still producing insulin, but it's unable to use it effectively. So, like, it's okay. still there, but it's not as good as it could be. Um, but the biggest difference is that type 1, which is the one that I have, it doesn't have a cure for it at all. Um, it just has like different treatments, which is like insulin pumps and stuff. Um, and type two, type two is just more common in older people and it can be managed with like diet or, um, with a diet and exercise. So that's like the misconception is that like people think that type one diabetes is the exact same as type two, which it's obviously very much not type one. You know, I'm connected to my insulin pump 24 seven. I have a continuous glucose monitor, which is like a little sticker patch on my arm that monitors what my blood sugar is at all the time um and like type 2 diabetics they just have to take insulin shots like once or twice a day okay mm-hmm. no that's good to like clear up what each of them yeah are because obviously they're both like diabetes but yeah like two very types. separate and also like type 2 diabetes is more common in people who are like more obese and like don't eat healthy and don't take care of their bodies like with exercise and stuff 
So it's more common in like that aspect. Whereas type one, like a lot of people are like either born with it or diagnosed at a really young age. Um, but I mean, obviously there's still older adults that get diagnosed with type one as well. Yeah. And so when were you diagnosed? Um, I was diagnosed on August 26, 2005. So I was two years old, almost three. Um, so I've had it for 18 years as of August. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Do you have like a, an anniversary? I do. Yeah. So my, um, August 26th is like the anniversary. And I have like, when I was younger, my parents and I would celebrate it. Like I would always get like a build a bear or like we'd go get like a little gift for me just cause you know, I mean, I was diagnosed at such a young age. Yeah. It's like, you don't really yeah. know what's like, how, yeah. like all this. Yeah, exactly. You kind of like why, you know, as a child getting the reward for like making it another year of like doing good with your diabetes was always a big deal for me. Um, and then as I got older, I kind of like, I personally, I'm always like, yes, like another year that I've kicked it, you know, I've done a really good job this year or something like that. Um, but one time me and one of my best friends, she's also type one. She got diagnosed. I think she was 12 or 13. Her and I, um, celebrated our diabetes anniversary together once. Cause she's also in August. So we went to a concert and then out to dinner for our diabetes anniversary. That's so, so sweet. Yeah. But that's what you have to do. We did another year, like, go us. We uh -huh. should be proud of it. Exactly. Because you should be. Because I can't even imagine, like, a lot of work and oh, it's yeah. just, like, toll on It's like a full-time job. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If I'm being honest. It's, like, really exhausting sometimes. But, you know, I mean, if I want to live, I have to do it. So it's crazy. Yeah. yeah and it's, like, people don't think, like, uh, other people have diabetes or just anything else yeah. kind of going on where they have to do something to live yeah exactly you know but yeah no i definitely celebrate each year <laughs> you do it exactly okay so you have an insulin pump yeah okay and so is that because i know you have a monitor you mm -hmm. said on your arm so that tracks what again my blood sugar so the okay. difference is okay so when my dad when i was little and i first got my insulin pump my dad explained it to me do you know what a pager is like for doctors? <laughs> Basically. Okay, okay. I was like... <laughs> Honestly, yeah. That's I didn't think... There's not a lot of people who know what pagers are. So. Okay, I was like... A, oh, yeah. I watched Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yeah, I watched Grey's Anatomy, yes. So, yeah. So when I first was diagnosed, my dad still had a pager because I was two. You know, it was 2005. I don't know if that was like... I don't know who else's dads had pagers at that time, but my dad did. Your um, dad did. So he explained it to me as having like my very own pager, which is really funny because again, like I'm, not a lot of people in this generation even know what that is. Um, but basically it's like a little box and it's got a screen on it and there's a little vial on the inside and it's filled with ins insulin. Um, the short explanation about it is like, it's the box connected to a tube connected to a sticker with a needle. And that little sticker with the needle part is what goes like under my first few layers of skin. And that's where like the insulin is like actually going into my body. You know, that's okay. where the connection happens. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and then the this the continuous glucose monitor, which it's also called a CGM for short. Um, it's on my arm and it's just it's like this little gray device that's attached to a sticker. It's really small. And then the sticker also has a cannula slash needle thing on it, and that goes in at an angle, but it is still under the first few layers of my skin. And that just monitors my blood sugar because then I don't have to poke my finger to check my blood sugar. Because, mm -hmm. like, when I was first diagnosed, I was poking my finger 
five to ten times a day. Oh my god! You know, and yeah. poking a two-year-old's finger with a needle probably, you know, doesn't go well as you can imagine. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. So no. when this technology came out that I could just do it without poking my finger, like I'll only poke it in the morning when I wake up yeah, and before you... I go to bed, just to make sure that the device is actually on track and like saying oh, the right okay. number. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, there are times where it's inaccurate just because it's. Like, you know, it gets moved the wrong way and sometimes it kinks mm-hmm. and it's just not working. So checking it, my blood sugar in the morning and the evening is good just to make sure that like I'm in like an okay range and that it's connecting like yeah. pretty much in, in range. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And so it still has like needle. So it like sticks into your skin. So, yeah. it so it's not necessarily a needle. It's like, so both of them are, it's like you use a needle to get it in. And then you pull oh. it out, and it's the what stays under my skin is a cannula. So it's like a tube under my skin, just a little tiny. Okay. It's like not even an inch. Okay. Yeah. So it's you use a needle to get it in. Yep. It has the tube thing that stays in. The needle comes out, but like sticks on with like the sticker. Sticker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. It's it's crazy. It's kind of hard to explain without like saying it, but. It's yeah. It's so that's like, the monitor, and then your actual thing that pumps like insulin in yeah. is that like on on your leg or yeah. So arm? that one I put on my leg. It's the little box. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And that one is the one that's filled with insulin. So like it has like all these crazy settings on it that I honestly couldn't even tell you what they mean. It actually does it for me. Awesome. <laughs> we love that. Right. Um, but it has all these settings for like different times of day because I get this one. So there's like two kinds of insulin if you will one of them is basal so it's like the long acting insulin that you get throughout the day it's like keep your blood sugar in range and then there's like giving yourself insulin which is like every time i eat i look at carbs so i'm a carb counter i count carbs so if i have a coke and some fries i usually give i give myself 50 carbs and then it does the math to give me x amount of insulin which okay. is really crazy. It's like a calculator. It calculates it for me so that okay. way I don't have to do like mental math yeah. on like how much insulin I need to give myself. And do you put it on like the de- that device you have? Yeah. Okay. So it's so like access. You put it in yep. and then it'll like do that for yep. you. So you don't have to like load in. Or... Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And I just have to change it out every three to five, three to four days because um, it I just run out of insulin after yeah. three or four days, you know. But three to four days, that's pretty it's pretty long. nice. It's, yeah, it's nice. I mean, when I was younger, we would do it every two or three days, but now that I'm older and I'm like doing stuff on my own, you know, mm-hmm. I'm also a college student. There's definitely yeah. no way that I actually eat three meals a day, so it's, it takes a little bit longer for me to go through that insulin. So you're busy. I mean, every everybody in college is busy. Does, does anybody actually eat breakfast? Does any? Yeah. Does any? <laughs> For me, does anyone even wake up during the morning if they don't have to? Exactly. I'm not. I'm not a morning I person. So. No, me. You know, I'm a night owl, and then I sleep through the morning. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> That's how my I lunch am. is my brunch. Same, but I can't even call it a brunch because it's like past noon. <laughs> but but we're getting there. That's so funny. Yeah. And so, okay. And then the monitor, how often do you have to change it? This one that's um, the monitor, the CGM is, it usually lasts for about two weeks. Sometimes it gets ripped out, which sucks because it hurts. (laughs) But it it usually sticks for, I mean, I think it's between seven and 12, seven and 14 days. I don't really know for sure. Mine goes for a while. 
and you can like shower with it on and same with like no the insulin pump isn't waterproof i think that there are some that are waterproof but mine isn't but it just unclips and i can just the sticker stays on my body and then there's like this little clip basically that oh yeah so i just unclip it take the pump off and then the my cgm is the one that's waterproof so i just wear that 24 7 oh yeah okay super convenient yeah no i'm actually plugged in right now i gotta plug myself in my pump was dead when i was walking over here i was like oh i'm gonna need to plug that in yeah people always laugh at me they're like you're like a robot you have to plug yourself in at night and i'm like yeah pretty much (laughs) so like you you plug yourself in at night not all the time it just like because i mean the battery life on my pump is like pretty good it lasts like two weeks before it needs a charge well if it's at 100 percent okay then you never like maybe two days um but, but hey, when you're it's charging a, it now. Right? When it's at 100%, it'll last me like a week or two and okay. I'll charge it again. But it's not like inconvenient either. Like I'm yeah. literally, we've been sitting here for almost two hours and I've just yeah. been charging it the whole time, which I probably hey. wouldn't have done if I was at home. So yeah. it's kind of a good so, thing. So hey, hitting two birds with one stone. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's that's cool though. And you just have a charger, plug it in. Yep. Has it ever like died on you? Oh. And so, During work week, it actually it stopped working. Actually. And I had to take shots for the week, which was a nightmare. Yeah. I like, it just completely stopped working. I woke up the next, like one morning and it was dead and I was like, oh crap, I need to plug it in. So I plugged it in, wouldn't turn on. I was like, "Hmm, let me try a different outlet. Didn't work. Let me try a different outlet. Didn't work. I went into the bathroom. I went into like the press closet. I was like, you guys, let me use your outlets. And they're like, what? I'm like, my pump won't turn on. I'm like in a full blown panic. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Oh my God. I didn't even... No, you had that on top of everything yep. else. It was a really rough Oh, week. my gosh. I, I know, like, I was just, like, a member going through a work week. Yeah. Were, there was already stuff. Yeah. That, like. Yeah, no. That was my chair for that week. I was, like, was like, oh, oh my. Oh, my. Oh, yeah, so I had to order a new one, which took about three or four days. But at that point, I was kind of, like, I like to call it a pump break. Just because I've been diabetic for so long that, like, having something stuck to my body at all times is so annoying. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up taking that whole week off of like not using my pump and just giving injections, which is just a shot. It's basically the same concept. You just have to like manually do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I'm going to just take a pump break, give myself a week off, and then I'll put my pump back on next week when things have like quieted down, you know? Yeah. And actually, like not being on my pump for a while because it's just a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I know you talked about your, your monitor mm-hmm. getting like ripped ripped off yeah. is that from like experience oh yeah like how oh yeah wait well, so like, like both of them have ripped out multiple times like because oh, this one's a tube on it oh and yeah so, like that that's it oh that's a tube i thought that yeah. was like a port so. it goes in and there are times where this tube has gotten caught on a door and i just yeah walking, i was gonna and say it's like, and i'm like oh, that just ripped out and then, like, the, my, yeah. the one that's on my arm. I usually put it on my arm now because it doesn't rip out anymore, like, as often. Sometimes I'll, like, really smash into a wall while I'm walking and it'll just rip out. But the oh. worst one was I used to put it on my legs. And every time I would, like, change or go to the restroom, yeah, then, I would rip it out. So I'm like, that's just not that's a good annoying. place for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause, yeah. Oh, yeah. Putting right. it on the arm, no, is definitely the move because it doesn't rip out yeah. that often. <laughs> Oh, but like running into a wall, bro. Like I definitely would. That's just I, me being def- clumsy, though. But I, I definitely it's do so that. But then, but then just having it go out and add like the the tube in there. It's yeah. like that's yeah. not cool. <laughs> but yeah, dang. Okay, having type one diabetes yeah. is not easy, and like from a young age. Yeah. How 
has it like affected your life and like shaped mm-hmm. who you are now? I mean, I mean, it's not easy. That's for sure. Um, I've been dealing with it for most of my life, which is like crazy to say. Um, it's pretty much all I've ever really known. I mean, I was diagnosed at two years old. I don't really remember life before having diabetes. Like I said earlier, my one of my best friends, she was diagnosed when she was 12 or 13. And it was like a really hard transition for her going from not having to worry about anything everywhere, any like ever, and then having to count carbs, poke her finger, give herself shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a disease that's not easy for anyone. And it's mentally and physically draining. But, you know, we've all come together and, you know, I have learned a lot about myself, especially since moving to school, like having to do this by myself and like not have my parents there to hold my hand has been like a really big experience. And, you know, like I just remember the first time, it's like right when I moved up here, I guess it was like around Halloween when I first, when I, it was like my first year here around Halloween, took night to Kalispell to go visit her family. And... I remember we're driving there and I was like, oh crap, I forgot all of my diabetes supplies. And Kalispell's far. It is Mm -hmm. not a close drive. Like that's like five hours from here. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'm not going to say anything. Like I'll be fine for the weekend. Like it's going to be fine. And then we woke up the next morning and it was like, your insulin is low. Like you need to change your site. And I was like, oh. So I told her, like, I'll be fine for the day. You know, like I can get through the day, but we're going to have to leave early tomorrow so I can get back. And she's like, that's totally fine. Like, that's it's not a big deal. And I was like, no, I feel bad. Like, we came up here for, like, a trip, like, a weekend away, and, you know, we have to leave early because of me. And she's like, wait a minute. I know somebody who's diabetic. Maybe he can bring you some insulin. And it was so cool because it's like her friend ended up – he was on his way to have the homecoming dance, his homecoming dance. And he stopped by her house, and he brought me insulin. And he was like, I'm so sorry this happened to you. Like – blah 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 and i was like i'm sorry what a king. right i was like i'm sorry this happened like i should have been more responsible and he's like and then me, he's like it's your first trip that you've gone on in your life without your family to pack your stuff like yeah. i've like just you know my parents have like always been the one to pack my supplies when we go on a trip and so i just didn't even think about it because i've never had to think about it so it was a really yeah. crazy adjustment for me going from you know, having mom and dad hold my hands to me being like completely on my own. Yeah. And it's like, you need to remember everything exactly. or else if you forget one thing, like, you know, it's mm-hmm. going to be an important yep. thing. And they like, give me like a hard time about it because they're like, do you remember when you forgot your diabetes supplies? Like anytime we're on a trip, because we've gone to Phoenix for the last two years with spring break. And she's That's like, super fun. it's so fun. She's like, did you bring your insulin? And I'm like, yes. You're like, I learned my lesson. I've learned my lesson. I have grown. I have grown. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. Yep. I've learned from my mistakes. She told me the one time, the first time she was like, do you have your insulin? I was like, yeah, why? And she's like, because I don't know anyone in Phoenix who has diabetes. So I can't help you this time. She's like, yes, I promise I have yeah, it. Like, I have it. I'm making sure. Okay. So when you travel yeah do you keep it on you oh i get packed down from tsa every day yeah okay because because i was gonna say like sometimes if you, they like lose your luggage like let's say you check it just oh. so you don't have to like you know yeah have them look because you know yeah. you'll get stopped easier if you just check it yeah i i don't usually when i like pack my diabetes supplies i never check a, put it in a check yeah because if, if they do it's just gonna spring over screw me over so it's funny. Last time I went on vacation with my family, we went to Mexico and my dad packed this carry-on suitcase and it just had diabetes supplies in it. So it's just funny because I'm like, man, I get a whole carry-on just for my diabetes supplies. Like I'm cool. Because, <laughs> you know, like when I have low blood sugar, I have to eat sugar to bring it up. 
Mm-hmm. When I have high blood sugar, I have to give myself more insulin to bring it down. And so, like, sugar-wise, like, I have, like, half of the suitcases full of juice and Sour Patch Kids and, like, glucose tabs. And the other half is full of, like, the medical stuff. Mm-hmm. And they always stop me just because they're, like, you know, like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Like- and they always pat me down. They're always, like, well, what is that on your arm? And I'm, like, it's a diabetes thing, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but usually, like, right before I go through any of the scanners, I'm, like, just so you know, like, I am type 1 diabetic. I have an insulin pump and a CGM on my body and they're like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. And then I go through and I like, they're like, where are they located? So they have me like put my hands up and I'm like, one's on my, whichever arm this is on. And the other one is on my hip. And they're like, okay, cool. And then they pat me down usually. And they're like, great, you're good. But then they like, we'll go through my suitcase and they're like, oh, this is just medical supplies. And I'm like, yes, yeah. type one diabetic. And they're like, cool. So okay, it just good. Depends. So it's Okay. So it's not too bad getting through like an airport mm-hmm. traveling. No. Okay. That's good. Not too bad. Yeah, because I, I was wondering about that, like, because if they lost your luggage or whatever, <laughs> oh my gosh. Freak. I don't know what I would do. Yeah, they better know someone wherever you're going. That. She Honestly, better know somebody that has diabetes somewhere. there. She better make friends in every state with people with diabetes. Yeah, so if, if something Which is happens. It's actually pretty interesting because growing up, I went to a diabetes camp and people always make fun of me for that. They're like, you went to diabetes camp? so fun like i mean i think it's so great like get a support system exactly and i like grew up in a kind of a small town in colorado i lived and i was the only diabetic in my entire school and then i got to Mm -hmm. middle school and i met one boy that had diabetes his name was and then this girl named and it was like the three of us and we were like the trio and all three of us ended up going to camp together which was so fun and then my best friend went to diabetes camp with us and it was so fun we just like it was like a bonding experience we're like this is the one week that we were like not doing it by ourselves, you know yeah like the one week that we were not the only kids in the world being diabetic you know for sure i think it's so important to like have a support system and have friends and and Surround yourself with people yeah. that go through like that same kind of yeah. struggle as you. Exactly. It could be isolating and like sure. yeah. And it's also great. Like I like growing up in Colorado, I had like a lot of like really great friends that just had like kind of grew up with me, learning with me, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Like my two best friends back in Colorado, it was like the the three of us. We were always together. And so they like know how to like like what to do in case of an emergency like i've you know educated them enough and they're always like oh my god your blood sugar is high you need to drink water like stop drinking soda we're at dinner stop drinking soda drink some water but they've got you yeah they they have always taken care of me and like especially with like like going out and stuff like they they know like what to do in case of an emergency which is really great because there's not a lot of people out there who would like take the time to learn about like Mm -hmm. diabetes but i think it's also because they've grown up grown up learning it with me if mm-hmm. that makes sense they're in it with you mm-hmm. yeah those are good friends like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really glad you do have friends <laughs> they're amazing i miss them because <laughs> do they still are they in colorado yeah they're back in Colorado. that was the one that just facetimed me like 20 minutes ago <laughs> yep i call me pretty much like every day we come at least at least once a day if not it's been like a couple of weeks but we talk all the time and then julie so sweet call her pretty often too it's just the three of us that's like our, our gang back home um, that's so sweet so we try i try and talk to them a decent amount just because i'm so far away okay so now let's get into the arthritis so this is something that i like found out at work week that you had yeah. arthritis because someone just says something about like our philanthropy day it was like 
oh, like some girls join because they have arthritis. Yeah. And I remember you like, oh, me or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, I did not know when you had arthritis. <laughs> so, okay. So, obviously, like, I have, like, the general gist. Yeah. But, like, could you, like, define it or yeah. say, like, exactly, like, what it is? Yeah. So, I have juvenile idiopathic polyarticular rheumatoid arthritis. So, in an easier term, you know, juvenile means kid. So, I was, like, I was diagnosed as a kid. Um, idiopathic means they don't know where it comes from or where it came from, like, for me specifically. Polyarticular means that I have it in more than five joints. Um, and then rheumatoid arthritis is just, like, the type of arthritis that it is. Um, but I have it in my fingers, my hands, my elbows, my neck, my shoulders, my hips, my knees, and my ankles. So it's oh my pretty much everywhere. Um, and did you get diagnosed with arthritis when you were young all mm-hmm. at once? Like, or did it like it's, come in like? It kind of came in waves, honestly. Like, I, so I have like really bad problems with spraining my ankle a lot because I grew up playing soccer and I was like always injured. It was just like so easy for my body to like sprain an ankle or break an ankle. And we could not figure out why. And there was this one year that I was on crutches. You know, you're supposed to hold crutches like with your hands like around it. Yes, that's hard. Like, yeah. I, not gonna would have not like been on <laughs> crutches but like yeah i'd like use and it's like it hurts your like armpits, armpits. oh my god like you have to be oh, gripping on or else if yeah. that slides off then you got another like broken yeah. whatever so you're supposed to like grip a crutch like you know like this with like your mm-hmm. hand fully around yeah and i was holding it like with my thumb out i couldn't wrap my thumb around the actual grip my mom was like why are you holding it like that that's yeah. weird and I was like, it hurts for me to move my thumb that way and my like, wrist. And so, like, when I first got diagnosed, it was just in my wrists and my fingers. And we were like, mm-hmm. okay, well, it would make sense if I had it in my ankles because I always had problems with my ankles. And then, like, as I've grown up, like, going to my arthritis doctor, she's like, how are you feeling today? I'm like, oh, I'm tight. Like, I can – every single bone in my body, like, hurts. Um, and I then I, like, realized that it's, like, definitely in my neck and my back because – um, when I sleep at night, like I can't lay on, I'm a side sleeper Okay. and I cannot sleep, like lay on one side for more than five minutes without my neck starting to hurt. So I roll around a lot and I can like feel it. So it's very interesting. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it started out in my wrist and then it kind of like progressed to basically everywhere else, <laughs> oh my which is pretty crazy. Like I can't make full fists. The nails kind of give me an advantage, but if I didn't have nails, like. It doesn't go down farther than, you know, it's like I just can't make a full fist, which is very interesting. Wow. Oh, my gosh. And it's like in your elbows, too, you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like when you broke your elbow, is is that also like because you have arthritis, it's more fragile? There's like potentially that's, that's like potentially part of it. But I think that that's also why it's not healing as quickly as like we've oh, expected okay. it to. My doctors also like to blame the fact that I have bad circulation because I'm diabetic um, on the fact that my elbow hasn't healed, but I don't really know. I just, yeah. I just kind of know your elbows. Not really it's, it's not healing. Um, I mean, I've always had a, an issue with like, I mean, I'm also pretty clumsy if I'm being honest. So I've always had like something I'm always injured. <laughs> like no, it's I so was, easy yeah, for me like, to injure myself. Yeah. I think, yeah. Like we just said before, I think every time <laughs> since I met you, you've... I've had at least something wrong with me. Like, my yeah. ankle or my elbow. Something wrong. Yeah. yeah it's very like weird. Either a boot, crutches, cast, <laughs> something. Yep. Now a rod. 
Yep. Screw it. <laughs> it's something. Whether it's not on the outside, it's it's somewhere there. Yeah, somewhere there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so, does that affect like driving? Because it's for like me. this year, not this year. Not anyways. necessarily. I mean, I've been taking meds. So I was diagnosed when I was like nine or ten. I don't really remember. Okay. Um, but I have been on like med- on and off medication since I was diagnosed. Just because, like, when I was younger, it was like pretty severe. Like, like I couldn't. I I can't write. Like, I know everyone gets, like, a hand cramp when they write for too long, but I can only write, like, three sentences before my hand starts to cramp, and I'm like, okay, I need to take a break, you know? Mm -hmm. So it doesn't necessarily affect my driving just because you don't have to, like, wrap your hand fully on the steering wheel. you can kind of have, like, an open home and, like, rest. Yeah. Yes. And it doesn't necessarily affect my driving, although I will say, like, when I drive back and forth to Colorado, my my hips start to cramp, like, really bad. So we, like, when I drive home, I could probably make it in, like, eight or seven hours but since i have to stop every two hours to stretch you know it takes us longer to get back Mm -hmm. but that's just because my my hips start to cramp and it like hurts so that's like the only part it's like if i'm driving for too long Mm -hmm. it just kind of like i get i just get sore and so i just need to like stretch pop my hips and then sit back down and i'm good mostly yeah and so like what about like merging like when you have to like turn all the way like around is that like Mm -hmm. it's not too bad i mean i don't think i have it as like severe as a lot of people do like there are kids who like can't even walk because of their arthritis like i i've gotten like lucky enough to like not have it too bad but it's just like it's not super severe i mean i also take medicine for it so that could easily be why so it's like i just get like sore and crampy sometimes i'm like oh and like the weather oh my god the weather like really affects me is it okay i've heard um like other people with various like diseases and stuff Mm -hmm say like the weather does yeah, for sure it's it's really weird like when it rains out my like my shins get really like it's really weird my knees oh. and my shins get really sore when i'm walking in the rain but i can also like when it's cold out um, i get really tight like my all my muscles get really mm-hmm. tight and i can feel like how tight my whole body is and so it's like that's why i hate having classes on the opposite side of campus because i'm like oh my god i have to walk so far mm-hmm. in my cold little lakes so yeah. i it, i just get like really tight when the weather changes Gotcha. And then yeah. I'm pretty loosey-goosey in the summertime. <laughs> so then I'm guessing, do you like the summertime best because mm, of depends. that? I kind of like it. Both. I like them both. Okay. I like both. I don't have a particular favorite. I like winter, but I also love summer. I mean, I just think that I feel like for everyone, like your body performs differently at different yeah. seasons, you know, mm-hmm. which is it's just like a normal thing. So, I mean, I just try not to like let it bother me. Obviously, some days I'm like, oh, my legs hurt real bad today. Yeah. I'm not going to go, to, you know, I'm not yeah. going to walk all the way across campus, whatever. Yeah. And hey, you can miss a miss some classes here and there. <laughs> Sorry, I'm biggie. <laughs> no biggie. No biggie. <laughs> Just like email your professor. Hey, and yeah, they actually like when I first applied to MSU, they my um, our arthritis doctor she like made me like apply for like the office of disabilities or whatever and they were like just let them know like you have arthritis you should be using a computer instead of like having to write things just because it hurts. Um, and then they, like, at the end of every semester, they send me, like, what paths are going to be paved for okay. snow, which is kind of cool. That's nice. But, again, like, I just try, like, you know, I mean, I've had arthritis for, like, I mean, if I, I think I was diagnosed at 10. So I want to say, like, tw- like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, like, I mean, the only thing it's really affected was, like, my sports growing up. Okay. Otherwise, I, like, I try not to, like, let it get in the way. But there's just, like, certain yeah. things I literally just can't do because I'm like, my body does not move like that. Yeah. And you just accept it. I can't say crush cross applesauce. So then you said you take, like, 
some like medicine yeah. to help it. Do you also take medicine? Okay, this might be also dumb. Medicine for like diabetes. Like medicine for diabetes is insulin. Is insulin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But then for arthritis, it's like a pill. Yeah. So I take a, it's called Zeljans, and it's just like a twice daily pill. I just okay. pop it in the morning, pop it before I go to bed. Nice. Um, that's and it does the job? Just does the job. Makes me loosey-goosey. <laughs> awesome. And so is one of the reasons why you joined AOPI was the Arthritis Foundation? Kind of, sort of. I just knew that, like, like I remember when I found out what the philanthropy was, I was talking to her, and she's like, yeah, like, our philanthropy is juvenile arthritis. And I was like, literally looked at her and go, shut up. And she was like, what? I was like, I have arthritis. Yeah. And she was like, what? And I'm like, I literally have that. Like, I have it. And she's like, oh my God, that's crazy. And then the next day I'm like, no, I'm and she was diabetic. So I was like, okay, the philanthropy is arthritis. There's a diabetic here. I'm like, this is where I need to be. So yeah. that's like kind of it. Like, And there's like a lot more support. And it's like, if you tell people about that, it's like, oh, I have no clue what that yeah. is. Because that's literally like what we're based on. Oh, for sure. Too. It's interesting too, because like, you know, we have that big banner that we hang that says kids get arthritis too. And it's really mm-hmm. interesting because people don't actually realize like how many people actually have arthritis. Like it's very like, it's more known as like a older, like an older person yeah. thing. And I just remember like when I first started telling people like at the house, like, oh yeah, like I have arthritis. They're like, oh my God, like what? That's crazy. Like I've never met someone around my age who has like arthritis. Yeah. Like that's yeah. literally me. I was like, yeah, I, I knew people said like, oh yeah, we have people in the house like mm-hmm. that have arthritis. But I never really knew who they were. And yeah. I'm like, I don't want to be going around like asking people, yeah. or, you know, Oh, for sure, yeah. But I thought it was, like, so interesting. It's, like, oh, my gosh, Eleni, like, on how you can resonate, like, with the philanthropy. Because, yeah, when I joined Aoka, I did not really. Yeah. I, I thought of arthritis as, like. An older person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's more common in, like, older people just because, you know, as you grow up, your bones mm-hmm. deteriorate. But it's definitely a lot more common in, like, younger people than people think. Yeah, no, for sure. I def- yeah, I definitely did not, like realize yeah, until crazy. until like learning about like the philanthropy. yeah but i think it's a really great philanthropy though oh it's great yeah yeah or the panel people <laughs> oh yeah but is there any last words about like arthritis you want to touch on or talk about i don't think so okie dokie so now we are on to the questions and so they are put up on the Nest Podcast with Estella on Instagram. Go give it a follow so you can keep updated. And so, yeah, we have a few questions. I know I already did ask you the question about favorite memory in the ROM. Mm-hmm. So the next question is, what is the best part of being in a sorority? I think the community like that like we have. It's really cool to see, like, someone that you barely know on day one become one of your best friends within, like, five days. Like, Mm -hmm. and that's how I felt with, like, the Romper Girls is, like, I barely knew some of them. Like, we were just kind of, like, acquaintances and, like, peers. And then by, like, day two, three, four, and five, I was, like, these are my best friends right now. Like, it's just really interesting and really cool to, like, have the sense of community and, like, have, like, a home away from home. Because that's truly what it is. And Mm -hmm. people are like, why do you pay for your friends? And I'm like, that's not, like, how I like to think about it. I think about it as, like, having a community of girls who I know are going to have my back no matter what, you know? Period. (laughs) That's a good way to put it. Because, yeah, people have asked me, like, 
Oh yeah, it's like you're paying for your friends. Yeah. You have dues. Well, I paid but... for the best friends after. Yeah. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I love that answer. Okay, next. How has type one diabetes affected your life? So these are kind of like questions that we've touched on, but I mean, it's just a little bit of everything. I'm. I mean, I've again, I've you know grown up. I was diagnosed when I was two, so I don't really know a life without diabetes. So, I mean, it's affected me, like, mentally, I guess you could say. Just, like, it's it's, it's exhausting. It's it's really tiring to have to, like, think about what I'm putting in my body 24-7 and, like, having Mm -hmm. to, like, calculate my insulin and, like, do all that. But, I mean, it's also brought me some of the closest friends I've ever had and a community of people who are going through everything that I'm going through. Um, so it's like affected me in like good and bad ways, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's a good, that's also a good way to look at it. Good and bad. I mean, everyone I, has stuff. Yeah. They, everyone has. Oh, for stuff. Sure. I mean, if I'm going to have to deal with this for the rest of my life, I might as well have like a positive look on it. You know, like community is the best thing that's come from it. That That's amazing though. And <laughs> that there is like a community and yeah. you have a good support system. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Okay. What do you want to do with sports photography? I really want to work for the Colorado Avalanche. Um, That's my dream job. I want to work, you know, in sports, work in hockey. I mean, if I don't start in hockey, you know, I'm not going to be mad. It's like the end game goal is to mm-hmm. be working at Ball Arena. Is that like their main? That's their stadium, yeah. Okay. Um, I am not much of a hockey fan. I, I'm learning. Yes. Heck yeah. By 2030, I want to be working for... Seven years, you got exactly. this. Exactly, and it, I don't even care what I'm doing for the apps. I don't even care if I'm like not using my degree to work for them. I will be. I will be there one way or another. <laughs> we'll see you there. We'll see you 2030. there. Twenty thirty. Twenty thirty. If I'm not there before then, I'll get I'll on be there you. by then. Yeah. Okay. Twenty thirty. If not, we're gonna I'll, have to I'll be finding out you. <laughs> I'll be finding you and letting you know. Yeah. And bringing I do, this yeah. up. I do want to start like. With, like, working here at MSU, like, with the football team and stuff. Okay. Just because I think that it would get me some. Yeah, just exactly. Dip my toes in the water. Get me some experience under my belt. So that way when I go Mm -hmm. back to Colorado at some point, then I, like, have that experience. And it, like, looks good on my resume. (laughs) You got it. And so do you want to live in Colorado, like, the rest of your life? No, I really love it here. I I know that I don't want to go back right away. Okay. Because... I just, I love Bozeman. Mm-hmm. Uh, my little sister might be coming to MSU, also might not, kind of up in the air. Um, but if she does come here, then I'm going to for sure stay until she graduates. Okay. Um, but if she doesn't end up coming here, then I'll probably stay for like a couple of years and then maybe go back. But also, I don't know. Like, I love it here and I could totally see myself like living here for the rest of my life. But like my whole family's in Colorado. And I, yeah. like, it's, I hate being away from them because I love them so much. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, tough part about it like you go to college you absolutely fall in love yeah. with where, where you we are. are yeah and then it's like but you miss your family <laughs> but you love like the life you've built exactly but you miss and your people yeah. are here so it's like yeah. i mean i have my two best friends back home and then my other best friend who's also back home um i mean like there's like the friend group so there's like the girls friend group that i'm in and then there's the guys it's like me my boyfriend it's like the one friend group and then there's me and, like, those are my people there, but I've also mm-hmm. made, like, so many different connections up here that I'm, like, maybe they should just move to Bozeman. Like, just come here, guys. Come here. Yeah, no, <laughs> if life was that if easy. You're to this, yes, move to Bozeman. Move to Bozeman now. <laughs> awesome. You yeah. know, I'm hoping they do. 
nice. Yeah, I'm hoping they do for you. Next. I don't really understand this one. Why is J-Mart the best? J-Mart is my father. <laughs> my dad. He's great. I just love him. He's one of my biggest supporters, him and my mom. Um, that's a funny question. He's just the best. He's great. I don't know. Him, like they just, my parents have supported me through every decision I've ever made, and I would not be where I am without them. So that's why Jmart is the best, but also Steffi is the best too. <laughs> Shout out the Martin parents. <laughs> Love that. Okay, the last question. I also don't really get this, but why? But no, I'm here. I'm here to see the answer. Why do people call you Merida? Um, okay, so in high school, like I said, people, certain people, maybe like two or three of my friends, called me Merida because I shot archery. Oh, like, um, what's the movie, Brave? Yes. Okay, yes. yes. So okay. they called me Merida. It's only like one specific person who started calling me that, and then it kind of caught on like within our friend group. Um, but yeah, he started calling me Merida because I shoot, I shot archery in high school. He's like, you're Merida. And I have this picture of me. It was during my college visit here when I was a senior in high school. And it's me in front of this Merida poster. And it's like me. I'm taking this picture of me in this Merida poster. And I'm pretty sure it's my contact photo in his phone. Yes. <laughs> oh, that would, that, that, that person would be, your... calls me Merida. Yes. He, yep. he was the one. <laughs> Even though the um, questions are anonymous, but I'm like, you probably could figure I it could out. Figure it. You <laughs> could figure it out. And like the J-Mart, you probably. Yep. 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 <laughs> he's in there. He he's being supportive. Heck yeah. That's what we love to see. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming thank on and talking. Oh my gosh, yes. I know. It's been a long time coming. But no, I'm so glad you came. Thank and you. Honestly, you crushed it. Thank you so much. Yes, no. So you're a natural that broadcasting. When your teacher said you're natural at broadcasting. <laughs> you better get in the podcast One day. biz. One day. One day. One day, someday. When I'm not broken, I can buy my. How about that? How about you can rent them at the library? <gasps> no way. You can rent like podcasting stuff at the library. Hey, that's already within your tuition. Boom. That's happening. It'll happen. Okay. You heard it here again. <laughs> you heard it here again. Every single thing that's going to happen in Eleni's life, you've heard it here first. Exactly. You are awesome. the first. <laughs> I love it. Well, anyway, so that should wrap up episode but thank you everybody for listening really do appreciate it and every episode every month i hope you enjoyed eleni and ricky yeah thank you guys so much for tuning in make sure to go follow the nest podcast with estella on instagram on spotify rated of five stars and never hurt nobody and if you want to leave a comment on apple Podcasts, that would be a slay as well anywho well i will see you guys next month until next time